is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get around. No. They saw your team. Put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days, they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this is the Sports Loud Mouths. Yeah. Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks and Speedy Beanie. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. You're a never was. We. Are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we are the Sports Lab Mouths. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-host, Speedy. I need a shave, Speedy. 631-672-3108 is the number. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, which is Apple, WW. SRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you laughing at? I need to shave. Don't worry. I will do it before your party. I'm not talking about your face. I'm talking about other things. No, you're only talking about my face. No, I'm talking about other things. There's got to be other ways that you can clean yourself, and sometimes I wonder if you do. Well, it's only going to be my face for your party. Well, I I mean, I don't think you need to shave all your beard off. Then you'd look really stupid. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you need some kind of facial hair. Right. I mean, that's fair. That's if fair. you shave all your face, you look like a young little child. No, yeah. You look like a 14-year-old young boy. Yeah. No. How are you supposed to pick up a woman? Well, I'm not going to be able to do that anyway. But I, why, well, hold on one second. Why couldn't you pick up a woman? I want to know that. Because I'm socially awkward and anxious. Well, you're socially awkward. That's just your problem. If you don't okay, speak. I know that. So I know my own problem. So don't speak. Just uh, let your, your, gener- your, your, um, your energy do the talking. How's that? Okay. Uh, look how you are on a radio show. You see how calm and collective you are, and you kind of do yes, it. Yes, there's a different level of there's a different level of stage fright versus public social interaction thing. It's all different. So you don't in, like to interact with people. No, no, no. I'm just saying the psycho- psychological thing. I'm not as good with like bigger things like that. You like big things. Depends on what it is. Okay, so what do you like? What, what is the big things you like, and what is the small thing? Big, like? big things that I like are. Large-scale events, games, concerts, stuff like that. And sausages. Yeah, okay, if you want to go food, yes. Sausages, burgers, nachos, wings, anything like that. You like them big, right? Yeah, I mean... You like beef If I'm hungry enough, yeah, sure, why not? Absolutely, right? I mean, yeah, if if I'm hungry enough, I could could definitely eat a large-scale type type piece of meat. Absolutely big piece of meat. Yeah. Like the Spice Channel. Oh, my God. We're not doing the Spice Channel again. Anyways, we have a great show lined up for you guys. And by the way, we do not have any. Yes, no guests tonight, which is the first time in a very, very long time. So you know who we have joining us at 1030, ladies and gentlemen? Probably the expert of the Spice Channel. The expert of Speedy Petey and the Spice Channel. Nope. Good old boy, Nithin. Oh, this will be fun. I'll be picking on both of you for the whole show. Oh, I'm sure you will. This will be great. I'm loving it. Um, Well, we know you'll be picking on the beef, too. Well, yes. Uh, Well, I'm going to be getting into the beef and (laughs) and Tyler Harrison in there. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, So our topics today, we're going to get into uh, Rangers coming back from a 3-1 deficit. Who who said that they're coming back from uh, a 3-1 deficit? Please? Anybody? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yours truly. I told you. 
they were going to come back. But Ranger fans gave up on him. Really, after it was 3-1, it was done. To the beef and Tyler, a.k.a. Mothball Moron Harrison. Duff. The Duff. Anyways, uh, we will talk about the Islanders hiring Lane Lambert as the next head coach of the New York Islanders. Uh, I think this was a good move by the Islanders, by the way. Keeping the same offense, the same defense. A guy that's been on the bench with Barry Trotz practically uh, his whole career as a coach or assistant coach. Uh, and I think this is a good move by the Islanders because you're not changing anything up. You're, you're keeping the same strategic way they're going to play, which means only one thing. There's something that happened behind closed doors with Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello. But uh, we won't know until Barry Trotz or either Lou Lamorello retires and uh, there's some kind of book that comes out. But we will talk about that a little bit later in the show. We will get into the Celtics versus Heat, the Warriors versus Mavs, the conference final games. As yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Phoenix Suns are not moving on. So we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Uh, the Magic's uh, the Magic win the NBA draft lottery. Uh, so, yes, New York Knicks fans, even though they had a 2% chance of winning the first pick, well, ladies and gentlemen, they're falling at number 11. So <laughs> Naturally below where they're projected. They were anticipated with the 10th best odds. They fall to 11. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Matt Harvey is suspended for 60 games for distribution of oxycodone involved with Tyler Skagg's death. So uh, he's lucky he just had 60 games. And he's not going yeah, to jail. Yeah, really. And uh, we'll get into the NFL free agency update as uh, Jarvis Landry goes to the Saints and Larry uh, <clears throat> a gun Joby almost Ogan Joby <laughs> goes to the Jets. So did he go to the Jets? Yeah. So uh, Jet fans, uh, something to be excited about. I mean, uh, the Jets' defensive line is going to be humanly scary. So uh, we will get into that a little bit later in the show. So why don't we get into the New York Rangers, which I really wanted to get into this story because let me tell you something. I can't stand New York Ranger fans. I absolutely despise New York Ranger fans. I sit here today, as I always do, speaking, preaching about New York sports. And I know a lot of people on this show and that listen to this show and all over the country can't stand a bunch of New York teams. A lot of people can't stand the Yankees because they're the, I guess, the evil empire. I mean, George Steinbrenner supposedly bought his championships, which is not true. And they can't stand the Yankee fans. And I will be one of those guys to tell you, I can't stand the Yankee fans. And by the way, we will get into Yankee, the Yankees in baseball as well. Uh, the Yankees are one of the they're, – they're the hottest team in baseball. And uh, we'll get into the Mets situation as well. There's a couple of things going on with the Mets. You sit here today and you think, how was the Rangers going to come back in that series? You would think they have the Hart Trophy nominee. They have the – Zenzina Trophy uh, nominee who's probably going to win goalie of the year. You would think it was because of him. Now, a lot of Ranger fans, and I will say this, believe the reason why the Rangers came back in this series was because of Shesterkin. I'm not going to say Shesterkin didn't have a great Game 7. He did. 
Was he the main reason why they won that series? The answer is no. Was the defense the reason why the Rangers won that series? The answer, no. The reason why the Rangers won that series was because the Pittsburgh Penguins started a third-string goalie. Sidney Crosby, and we'll get into the whole Sidney Crosby thing, because the NHL has to look into this. Because if Sidney Crosby had a concussion and the doctors allowed him to play in this game number seven, when you usually, if you have a concussion, you have to sit out for seven to ten days. The Pittsburgh Penguins should be fined. And Sidney Crosby should be suspended. When you look at the Rangers and what the Rangers did in the series, it is remarkable. It really is. Because even though it was the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have obviously the notoriety. They have the, they're, they're a team that's been there before. They've won Stanley Cups. Sid, Latang, Malkin, they all won Stanley Cups. And this was the last time all three players are probably going to play together on one team because of the salary cap issue that the Pittsburgh Penguins have. This series with the New York Rangers, what what is he saying? Stupid Stupid take. take. Can't suspend a player because of a concussion. Um, You could suspend a player when he cannot play in a 7-10 to day uh, skid with a concussion. Yes, you can. You can suspend a player. Absolutely can. It's a stupid take. If he had a concussion, he cannot play in a game unless he signed waivers, which he didn't sign waivers. Jeff. And how do I know that? Because I played hockey. Why Don't put Jeff on right now. You tell Jeff he can call back. He could put him on a little bit later. Honestly, when you look at this series, and I know people are going to look at why the Rangers didn't play well. Zabitajad did not have a good series until game number five, six, and seven. Panarin was horrible this series. Absolutely disgraceful. They lost players. Mots didn't play until game number six. There were certain players that were not involved with this roster, which have been involved with this roster when they were on their winning ways in the regular season. The reason why the Rangers won this series was really the fact that the Pittsburgh Penguins weren't healthy. Now, Jari, and everybody's going to blame Jari on in game number seven. The guy hasn't been on the ice in how many months? Month and a half? Do you expect a guy to get into a net and game number seven and win a game even though he was an all-star? I, I look at this series and I wonder what Ranger fans were thinking when they were going into game number five. Down 3-1. And what is he saying now? Ridiculous thumb take. A doctor has a clear has cleared him. It's not a player's fault, Earl. It's dumb. First of all, first of all, a doctor cleared him. 
How is a doctor clear somebody that just had a concussion two days before game number seven? How does a doctor clear it? Unless he didn't have a concussion, Jeff. There's no way you could get cleared in two days from a concussion, you idiot. Do you know anything about hockey? You say you played hockey. Okay, if you know anything about concussions, they don't go away in two days, you idiot. If he was diagnosed with a concussion, he cannot play for seven to ten days. That is an NHL rule. So who's dumb on that? If a doctor cleared him when he did have a partial concussion, that's not Crosby's fault? Yes, it is. The team will be fined. And listen, the NHL is going to investigate this because Sidney Crosby has come out and spoken and said whatever he had to say after the game. And Sidney Crosby threw his team under the bus. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to blame Sidney Crosby on why they lost this series. I'm not going to blame... Malkin because they lost this series. Sidney Crosby played well when he did play. And really, this team has been fighting injury all season long. This is an old team. Everybody keeps talking about, well, they've got some young players, and 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 there are certain players that the Penguins are going to want to move up from their their triple, their well, that's not their, their AHL. AHL team. Well, it's their triple A team. And there's a couple of good defensemen, and that's why I don't think they're going to re-sign Latang. He's going to be gone. Malkin, I, I think they, they did offer Latang and Malkin uh, uh, $5 million a year or $6 million each. They, they thought it was disgraceful on the offers that they offered them. And that has a lot to do with their cap. And, and the NHL cap is just so bad. It's not like the NBA. It's not like the NFL. The cap is just horrendous. And a lot of teams are going to have problems fighting that and figuring out how they can work players in in free agency or how they're going to re-sign players in the offseason. The Rangers played well the last three to four games of this series. They did. But I, I, I listen to Ranger fans, and they make it seem like Shesterkin is the reason why. What is he saying now? Crosby should be suspended. You've turned into the beef. Oh, okay. Crosby should be suspended. If he had a concussion, he should not be putting himself into the game. And, and obviously should have signed a waiver. And you could say whatever you want. You want to call me the beef, whatever you want, Jeff. I could care less what you write. And I'm not going to pay attention to any stupid things that you're going to post up on the board right now. Because I'm trying to get into my monologue and you have something to say about everything. Because that's what you do. You say stupid things. If Crosby put himself in harm's way, yes, he should be suspended. He didn't do anything? Call up, Jeff. Please, call up. I'm going to put your ass on the phone because you obviously know nothing about hockey. Because if you're going to tell me that a concussion that he claimed he had or whatever, the doctors claimed he had, and he decides to, I don't know, play, okay, it's his fault. It's partially his fault. Put him in. I, I, I don't want to hear this stupidity. He wants to butt in like everything else. What, what are you going to say, Jeff? What are you going to say? What a, what a ridiculously horrible take. You can't suspend a player because a doctor cleared him. Like, you can suspend the doctor. You can't suspend Crosby. What a ridiculously dumb take. It's so typical of you to be like, suspend Crosby. That's right. That's right. 
That's so stupid. Oh, really? It's so you're, stupid. You're, you're, you're it's so stupid. He puts you're himself. No, no. He puts himself. He puts himself in harm's way. No, he doesn't, Jeff. Sign away. That's right. What is this, literally? That's the way hockey is played, buddy. That is the way hockey is played. Yes, it is. You put yourself. You're a multi-millionaire. You're getting a multi-million dollar contract. If you're not, yeah. What? What are you gonna say, Jeff? You see, you see, you see a lot of NHL players signing waivers, huh? They all sign waivers, don't they? How much is Sidney Crosby? How much is Sidney Crosby? How much? Let me speak for a second. Okay, fine. I'm the beef 2.0. How much? How much does Sidney Crosby make a year? I don't know, eight million, nine million. What? It's in that area. Whatever. Okay, he's making nine million dollars. He's he's making nine million dollars a year as an NHL player. That means he's the highest paid player on his team. He's one of the best players in the NHL. He's not the highest paid player on his team, but good for you. Who's who's the highest paid player on his team? Uh, Malkin took more. Uh, Malkin got more. Malkin's not making think, $9 million a year. Malkin got more. No, he's not. He's not he making. Was, he was on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Speedy, look that up. Crosby's at 8.7. I'm trying to find Malkin. But, find Malkin. Malkin's not making more than Sidney Crosby. And that's why Malkin's pissed off right now because he was offered $5 million that his contract's up this year, and that's why he's going to be gone. He wanted more money, and he's not getting it. So well, they just insulted him with the terrible contract that he had. Mm. Well, yeah, Malkin's on 9.5 a year. Oh, Malkin's not making more. You know hockey. Good mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Malkin's making 9.5. Is his contract up right now? His contract is up right now. Is... I know it is. It's yeah, up. It is. Yes, it, yes, it's, yes, it's up right now. But this last season, he was making more. So good for you. Good okay, try. he's making 9.5. What you. was his full try. contract before this year? What was he making? He more, wasn't making 9.5. More, more than Crosby. He, he wasn't yes, making. He was getting... Hold on one second. Shut up for a second. What was he making? What was the contract? The full contract was was nine years over the course of one hundred. Uh, uh, no, it was eight years, seventy six million dollars in total. Seventy six million signed in two thousand fourteen. Yes. So what does that equal out to? Seventy six million. What does it equal out to yearly? Because it's not nine point five. It is nine. It is. It's it's exactly nine point five. Exactly nine point nine point five every single year. Yep. This, the last two years, it's been 4.5 base salary and $5 million signing bonus, the last two. And then every other year has been no, just base salary, 9.5. What he's doing is he's trying hard to try to justify. No, because I want to know what the – shut up, Jeff. That's not how NHL contracts work. Because right it now – they're no, Really? Really? So you're saying all NHL contracts are like that? All NHL contracts are like that? Dude, every contract is individual, and you know that. But Malkin was the highest played player on the team. Fine, whatever. You, you're saying all NHL contracts are like that. Split out. No, they get a no, seventy-six million dollars. I said they're all individual. You're the one that keeps saying, "Oh, you're saying no." I'm saying they're all individual. That's why I asked. That's, I That's why I asked for seventy-six million, seventy-six million dollar contract in a, in a nine <clears throat> or ten year skid. I wanted to know what was he making nine point five million right now and not making nine point five million every single every year? year. I want to know every what the, I. But not all contracts are like. But not all contracts are like that. So that's why I asked. I don't know. I don't have it in front of my computer. So how would I know? Anyways, getting back into what I was saying. If Sidney Crosby had a concussion, which there is no guarantees that he did or he didn't. Okay? He definitely did. Like, let's be honest. He definitely did. I'm not saying that he didn't. All right. He so if he had a concussion, how, how, do you, how do you get cleared by a doctor in two days? Uh, yeah, it's probably something shady. I get it. But you also can't blame Sidney Crosby. It's not something he can be suspended He put for. himself in harm's way. You can suspend the doctor. 
right? You can you can do all of that. You can't suspend a doc. You can't suspend a player because a doctor said, "Ah, screw it, you're fine." You can't go, "Oh, that's it. He was wrong, so you're suspended." You're on. You're on like this whole power kick of like trying to like say someone should be suspended to try to have like a hot take, and it's really just dumb. You can't suspend Sidney Crosby because he, he a doctor cleared him. It's just dumb. So if a doctor clears him. They can't suspend him, even though he put himself no, in harm's way and he's under yeah, contract no, by the they team. Can't. Yeah, yeah, no, they can't. I disagree. I absolutely believe that they can. And if the NHL investigates this to be true, and if it is true, I'm telling you, find a team. They can find the team, and they can. They're going to find the team. They could lose they, a draft they, pick too. That's that's maybe they can. You still can't suspend Sidney Crosby. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He knew he had a concussion. He put himself in harm's way, but he but didn't do anything wrong. Tells, but if a doctor tells you you're fine, as far as I he know, He told the doctor that he was fine. Well, of course he did. So of what, course he did. So what? So, so you're telling me if I told the doctor right now that I'm fine, I have no concussion, I take the well, test the, and I pass, the, uh, I pass all, every all concussion you, protocol, even though I know that I'm having headaches and all that other stuff. I already know that. All you'd have to do is play this show to the doctor, and he would not clear you. Okay. Play this show. Okay. He would know that you're not okay. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) Okay. I'm an idiot. You're calling for Sidney Crosby to be suspended for something he didn't even do. Yes. Right, yeah. What what are you talking about? Pure stupidity. Pure stupidity. Pure stupidity. Why would Sidney Crosby bring it up after the game? Why would Sidney Crosby Why would Sidney Crosby bring it up after the game? If Sidney Crosby didn't have a concussion. Dude, he's had like a dozen, of course. Why did he bring it up at the end of the game, Jeff? Why did he mention this story? Because he wanted to make an excuse. That's why. Sidney Crosby made an excuse. Well, he's, so, not, he's not a Rangers fan, so excuses don't really come from him. Oh, so listen, I'm not a Ranger fan either. But why would Sidney Crosby yeah, bring it up? The Rangers fans are the lowest of the low. They're New Yorkers. They're absolute scum. Okay, uh, we're, not, we're not talking about the Ranger fans right now. We're talking about Sidney Crosby. Why would Sidney Crosby bring this story up after the fact that they got eliminated? You know why sure he brought it up? Do you it. know why he brought it up? I'll tell you why he brought well, it up. Because he's right. trying. He's no, no, because he's trying to bring up an excuse, make an excuse on why the That's Rangers fine. came he back made... in this series. That's right. Suspend so, so he threw himself under the bus, and he threw his team under the bus. Good. Let's suspend him for excuses. That should be suspendable, right? That's not what I'm talking about, Jeff. And you That's the problem with you, Jeff. I respect some of your takes, but you're going to sit here and tell me I'm stupid when Cindy Crosby is the one that was stupid enough to bring it up you after the fact. You, you, you can't suspend him if a doctor cleared him. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible take. Uh, well, it's just it's absolutely Well, stupidity. let me tell you something. I could tell a doctor to clear me, too. If I have a concussion yeah, you, and I tell you, he looks at my eyes and he says, "Okay, we don't, the, I don't the see problem with, The problem with your whole like plot and plan of suspending it's not him, my plot. It it's not to, a plan. It has, to, it has to be an independent doctor from the league. That's who has to do it. So guess what? What are they going to suspend him for? Because it has to be a league league doctor that clears him. Whatever, Jeff. I'm, I'm oh, not going to sit here. I guess you don't know. No, no, no. Because you accused me of not knowing no. hockey, mm-hmm. and now, and now, when you're finding out, it has to be a league doctor that clears them. Guess who doesn't know hockey? So you're telling me a league doctor, had, a doctor had to clear him? Yes, an yeah. independent doctor has to clear him. A uh, league doctor did not clear him. I didn't hear anything about then a league he, doctor. Then he, then he wouldn't have been cleared for the game. So you're going to sit here and tell That's me after? All right. So after after two games, after having a concussion, a league doctor cleared him. That, that that's so stupid, Jeff. That is a dumb take. That's a dumb take. Hey, it's not a dumb take because he got cleared. And when you have a concussion, 
a league doctor has to clear you. Oh, okay. So it's not, uh, a dumb, uh, oh, so it's okay. not actually a dumb take. I'm actually telling you about Speedy, find out what doctor cleared. Find out what doctor cleared Sidney Crosby. I, I want to know. Because as soon as you find out what doctor cleared him, I want to get. I, I want you to find his social media. I want to get him on the show. I, we'll get him on the show either this week or next week. I want to ask him why he cleared him. Because... Honestly, there's no way in hell somebody gets a concussion significantly like Sidney Crosby has year in and year out. The guy's had how many concussions? Seven, eight concussions. He probably has he probably has what's it? CTE by the time he's done playing hockey. He probably will. Okay? And he and, and they cleared him after two days, three days, whatever, how long he was out. That makes sense. That really makes sense. I'm I, just telling you. I want to find out what doctor cleared him. I want to. Anyways, call the team to get back with the New York Rangers. I, I, the, what really bothers me about the New York Ranger fans is the, the first thing that came to mind after they eliminated the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime after game seven was there was no quit in the fan. The Ranger fans never quit on their team. I have 10 Ranger fans that I know that I'm very close with. Seven out of the 10. Gave up on the Rangers. Seven of the ten said the series is over. Oh, by the way, can I just no. uh, correct you on another thing? Go ahead. Oh, you got to be out. You got to be out seven to ten days with mm-hmm. a concussion. Yes. The NHL's protocol does not set a minimum period that a player must require be required to sit out, leaving the door open for his return. So that's a fact. So your seven to ten day thing is also incorrect. Seven to Try ten again. days. First of all, I work at a hospital. And, and, and to play, that's, that's great. That's fine. That's great. Fine. fine. That's great. Then the NHL is a, so they're putting this, they're putting all their players at risk. That's fine. They're going to put that's, all their, right, fine. Right, let them put right. their we, players we to, at we, risk. We, we to, we, we let them put them at risk. Sign waivers. They, should, they, sign they waivers. should, they should sign waivers. Dude, they're multimillionaires. They're making millions and millions of dollars. And the team is responsible for putting that player on the ice. Absolutely. Seven to 10 business days. I mean, it's so funny. Every time you have a take, like a simple search proves you're wrong. It doesn't. It, listen, I, 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 whatever, Jeff. Classic. Whatever, Jeff. It's, it's like I can hear the carnival music in the background. Hang up the phone on him. Hang up the phone on him. Hang up the phone on him. I don't, I don't want to hear him. Hang up the phone on him. Hang up the phone on him. I don't want to hear it. Hang up the phone. I, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of listening to his bullshit. Okay? I, I can't sit here every single show and listen to this man just speak and attack everything I say. When you have a concussion, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know who's ever had a concussion. I've had two concussions in my lifetime. I have played hockey. I've played football. I've played all full contact sports. When you get a concussion, and I had, I, I got a concussion also driving a car. I got into a car accident when I was like 24 years old. I hit an intersection wall. Some, I, it, was a, it was a snowstorm. Lost control of my car and flew into an intersection wall. I'll never forget that because I couldn't stop throwing up. For like three days, I could not stop. Went to a hospital, had all the different things. They, they thought I, I was bleeding, um, you know, brain-wise. I, I, they obviously diagnosed it, and, and they told me that I had to elevate my body. But uh, let, let me put, the, the, put, put this guy through. We'll put the beef through. I have him on the phone. Put him through. What's going on, beef? What's going on? What's going on, man? So... I'm trying to find out what Dr. Clear Crosby, and it's not saying who cleared him, but it is saying that um, the GM, Ron Hexel, 
told Sidney Crosby that he couldn't play in game six. Mm-hmm. They're saying that he knew more than the doctors. Mm-hmm. Or or they're saying that Hexel was told by ownership not to not to play. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the information that I just The only thing I could you. find is the head team physician's name is Dr. Darmesh Vyas, and then the head athletic trainer is Chris Stewart. Yes, yes. But they're saying that the GM stepped in and told Crosby that he's like, he can't play. Hmm. Uh, where, where's Jeff on that one? Mr. Elevator over here. Carl says there's also I'm different levels right of concussions I'm, 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 as well. Yes. Yes. There, there, yes. Uh, 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 hold on one second, Beef. And, and absolutely, Jeff. Uh, absolutely, Carl. There are so many different levels of concussions. There, there's, a, there's a grade two, there's a grade three, and there's grade four. Grade four is the worst. I think there's a grade four level. Okay? Yeah. And... I understand what everybody is saying, but the fact is, there is no way in hell that if Sidney Crosby had a concussion, he should have been playing in this game. No, okay? he should not be playing. He should have. They're not saying it was a concussion. That's the whole problem. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying right now. You're saying it's an upper, upper body, body. Yep. And you don't, and that, that's from the head down to your like well, shoulders. Well, that's and, and that's why I think the NHL needs to investigate this. Okay. What is yeah. it? Earl? I, 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 agree. I, I agree. They have to. In, I don't think he should have played. They, they, they have to investigate this because if, if, if you're an organization right now, if you're, you're the Pittsburgh Penguins and you're paying him $8.7 million a year and this is your franchise player and he's putting his friend, your franchise at risk to losing their best player, okay? Yeah. That is a significant suspension. And, and I, you can and see when he when he was on the ice, he didn't play well on the ice. He, he was off. It, it, he, it, it's a significant suspension. I don't care what Jeff says, okay? Because if I played sports, and I know what it feels like when you have a concussion. You have headaches. You you can't you can't stay. There's lights beaming on your eyes. You have to shut the lights off. Sometimes you can't sleep. You know, it, it, it's horrible when you you have to. Everything's got to be silent where you are. It's horrible. It's one of the worst. If you have a bad concussion, I don't know if you ever had a concussion, you have to really, 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 really make sure that you're putting yourself, you're not putting yourself at risk where it could, you know, they say you elevate your legs before you go to sleep. You cannot sleep mm-hmm. without being elevated because, you you know, you can actually die in your sleep. I've never had one, but my brother got hit in the head with a baseball, and I know he had one. Yeah. We, we were always, like, checking on him every single night before he went to bed or when he was sleeping to make sure that he was all right. I, I'm just saying, li- listen, and I don't care. Listen, Jeff could be right on a lot of things that he said. You want to say that, hey, the NHL doesn't have protocol and stuff like that? Here's the protocol. I have worked in a hospital. I have been in the ER. When a doctor diagnoses you with a concussion, he says seven to ten business days before you can even get back on a basketball court, back on a ice, back on a football field. That's what they tell you, 110%. So how, let me ask you this question, how does the NHL, supposedly, because their, their doctors checked on, you know, Sidney Crosby, how does the NHL... Let Sidney Crosby play in this game because it wasn't the NHL doctor. It wasn't. It was the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was a team doctor that did it. Okay? 110%. And if you're listening to what Ron Hextall said, like the Beef said, Ron Hextall didn't want their franchise player playing either. So what does this do? An investigation has to be brought up. 
And yes, if the investigation shows that Sidney Crosby should have not played in the game, he should be fined and suspended. Well, the doctor's cleared him. And the doctor should be fired. The doctor should be fired. And he's going to be investigated further that, too, whichever doctor yeah, it ends they, up being because they, they, they're tampering. Him. They cleared him for game six. They cleared him for game six. Allegedly, but, but that doesn't mean they couldn't be faking a diagnosis. I know, but Hexel wouldn't allow it. So there's something more to this. There, there's, a, there's something more to everything. You're not gonna, We're not going to get straight-up answers except the NHL. And the NHL has to investigate it. And why did Sidney Crosby bring this up after the fact he got eliminated? Why? Because he wants to make an excuse why they lost against the New York Rangers. Why they came back and won this series. Instead of keeping his mouth shut... And leaving this and putting this into bed, you know, putting this away, like nobody has to investigate this. He opened his big fat mouth. So what is the NHL going to do now? And what is the NHL going to do now? They're going to investigate it. That's what they're going to do. Hilarious how dumb you are. You really believe they're going to investigate this? Oh, absolutely are. Absolutely are. Something in the level of a concussion Uh, is going to be investigated because there's many different parties. You actually brought up Hexall, too. But he was never listed as a concussion. That that's what makes the whole thing. The teams can fake injury reports, mm-hmm. though. That's a thing. We've yeah. seen it. We've seen it in football a lot too. It happens where, especially to that level of a concussion, how many players have gone in with a concussion and they find out later that they went in illegally when they should have been sitting out for a certain amount of plays in the NFL. The same kind of thing in hockey, where you have to sit out in a quiet area in the locker room mm-hmm. or in a clubhouse, something that is isolated away from all the fans. Mm-hmm. That is part of the policy. So if a doctor is forcing him to play amidst all that, and Ron doctor Hextall, didn't Hold on one second. A doctor didn't force him to play. Sidney Crosby told the all right, doctor... Misdi- all right, you misdiagnosed Sidney yeah. Crosby told the doctor that he's fine. He did his little, his little test, and they're very quick to Test. By the way, there are two. There are two tests that he does. He tells you to stand up. He tells you to hop on one foot. He looks into your eyes. He sees that there's there's no blood in your eye or your your what do they call that? Your pupils. Pupil, yep. There's no uh, there's no blood in your pupils. And then he tells you to close your eyes and walk straight on a line. That's what he tells you. If you could do that. You're cleared. I don't know that. You don't think a doctor could potentially tamper with an x-ray or something like that that could make it seem like it looks clear and then all of a sudden, oh, nope, nothing really happened. How do I know this? I wonder, how do I know this? Hmm. Hmm. I know. I work at a hospital. And I see it all the damn time. That's how. So don't tell me, Jeff, what it is and how many concussions you had. I had, well, besides the two that I hurt myself playing sports... I had another one driving a car. I've had three concussions in my lifetime. Three. Three of them. And I know what it's like to have a concussion. What is Carl saying? Carl saying, NFL and college football brought in independent clinicians mm-hmm. to run protocols for concussions. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're saying the NHL now needs to do the same. Yes. yes, they've always been behind the curve with concussions in the past, too. So it's not surprising that they're only kind of, uh, I guess, focusing in on it now. Because, yes, the NFL has progressively done, and college football, I think, even done even better with it. So, yes, maybe this is the step for the NHL to do it. But, yeah, if, if Sidney Crosby is playing in Game 7 with a concussion, there's got to be something else involved with that. Maybe a textile like you were saying, Beav, and definitely it could be a doctor or maybe even multiple per- people on that physician side. And I don't really care what Jeff says or Snug says saying that I'm this and I'm that. That's great. They want to sit here and they, they want to they preach, preach to the choir or say whatever they have to say. That's fine. Jeff doesn't want to agree with me and he says it's a dumb take. Fine. You think it's a dumb take. I think you're dumb. Okay? And I, I don't think it was a, you're, you've made dumb takes. I think you're just straight up dumb. 
okay? For, for here to sit and tell me that it wasn't a team doctor that was the one that checked him up. Because if it was the NHL, they would have not let him play. 110%, 110%. Especially when Ron Hextall told Sidney Crosby he doesn't want to play. So what does that tell you, Jeff? It tells you you're the idiot. And I don't care if I didn't look at the rule and I'm not standing in front of a computer and looking at the rule book because I'm doing a live radio show. I'm not going to be – I'm not going to have the time to do that. You might have the time. Great. Congra- I'm, congratulations. That's what you do best. You like to prove everybody wrong. And I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong because obviously you don't know what a concussion does and what it really can affect you in, in the future. Sidney Crosby is on – if he if this is a concussion and somebody on the rangers checked him into the boards and and hit him hard to the head what happens to let's say Sidney Crosby dies on the ice mm-hmm. what happens then jeff what are, what are you going to say then oh they're going to they're going to sue the sue the doctor ron hextall came out and there's there's What is it? Uh, There's something that was filed that Ron Hextall said not to play. So the the NHL, I mean, uh, the the team is not responsible for that. And that's why Sidney Crosby should have signed a what? A waiver. That's what. And that's why the team will be, they'll they'll be partially responsible for this because they should have said that. You want to play? Sign a waiver. Because if Sidney Crosby gets killed on the ice... They're responsible for it. They're responsible for his death. If Crosby dies on the ice, will he still be suspended? You know, and it, it's so funny. And, and listen, you want to you want to make a joke, snug. You you want to you want to say something stupid? That's fine. It, 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 I don't think it's funny. No, I don't. Either. I don't think this is funny. And that, and and that's great. You guys think everything's a joke, and I'm funny, and it's dumb. It's not dumb. It's not dumb. How does a player? That just had a concussion, was on, in concussion protocol, and now supposedly he has an upper body problem. How does he pass protocol and play in game number seven against the Rangers? Well, did this doctor, David J. Child, said he was very surprised if uh, Crosby would have been able to play game seven. And he's mm. a football, he was for the San Diego Chargers. He was a con- uh, concussion expert mm. for the San Diego Chargers for a long time. I'm just reading the article that he wrote, but he said he was, the timeline for the NFL and the NHL is very quick to get back. To and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to continue talking about this for the rest of the show. Yeah. We, we've been on this for almost 25, 30 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go deep in, any more deeper into this. Mm-hmm. It, it's To me, you want to call me an idiot, you want to call me crazy, whatever you want to say. The NHL needs to investigate this. They need to dig mm-hmm. deep and investigate this because if it is true – Sidney Crosby should be fine, just like the team should be fine. That doctor should be suspended or fired. And Sidney Crosby should be suspended 110%. Because the, the league and the, the league, and I know there's a players union in the NHL, and I know they're going to try to protect Sidney Crosby on this, but the league needs to protect their players. I'm confused. What is he writing now? Carl says, uh, I am confused why there weren't less goalie on the Tampa Bay goal. Uh, we were actually watching the basketball game, so I didn't see this, Carl. But, yeah. Well, put the game on. I, I don't know. But to get back with the Rangers, I want to finish up with the Rangers. I want to get into the Islanders, too, with their, their coach hiring. Um, and I, I talked to you, Beef. We've talked about this. 
The problem with Ranger fans, and I, and this is one of the reasons why I can't stand Ranger fans, is Ranger fans when they're when there's trouble on the loom or they're put in a position and they're they're ready. Obviously, their team or their um, the fans think that the series is over. They quit on them. They all, they all do. Go on social media. Go on Twitter. When it was three to one, go look at. I was on the New York Rangers uh, Twitter account. Go look at all what the Ranger fans said about the Rangers. They, they all said the series is over. Not all of them. There was a lot of them. Not I would them. say 93, 94 yeah, percent yeah, of so them. I would say yeah. They all said the series was over. There's some hopeful ones that I they mean, all <laughs> thought Shesterkin was to blame for it, even though he played well in Game Seven. No, I didn't. Well, I didn't. You didn't, but you know what? A lot of them did. And then all of a sudden, the Rangers come back, as I told everybody they were. You did. You and I it. and I and I said that the Rangers will win in Game Seven. I even told Josh that that's it. when the game was going on. And the Rangers were down 3-2 to two with 11 minutes left. I said, the Rangers are going to score, and it's going to go to overtime, and the Rangers are going to win the first overtime. I told them everything that was going to happen. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Panarin scores because he hasn't done anything in this series. And what did he do? He scored. So, And I left. I said, you should have bet me, and I would have won more money from him. <laughs> okay? Money that he still has a piggyback, probably. <laughs> I said everything. What I, what I said to you is I said I wasn't sure if they could uh, come back and win. And, and by the way, Jeff is bringing up the Celtics and the, and, and the Nets. And fine, I was wrong about the Celtics and the Nets. Who cares? Uh, is uh, No broadcaster, no analyst ever wrong about what they choose, who's going to win and who's going to. Uh, Jeff, there's so many stupid things that you have said. So many dumb takes that come out of your dumb, stupid mouth. So you need, I need to stick Twinkies down your damn throat to shut you off. You like to press and push people to a limit because you think you're always right. What is it? What did you, what did he say? What did Carl say? Carl says, uh, "Errol, you said Panarin needed to step up. Absolutely, we'll he did that late in the game. Yeah, it was actually funny. Uh, my 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 parents and my grandparents were watching it with with all of my family there because we were there for the graduation. My mother literally is against the point where she was saying like even Benchiv at that point. Like that's how disgusted she was at Panarin. Ask Josh was if I could get Josh on the phone. Josh will tell you. I, I told him with ten minutes left, the Rangers are going to score." Mm-hmm. I said it, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of their big goal scorers, the bit of Jad or Panarin. And I and I told him, I said everybody, you know, after after went to overtime, you know, all the broadcasters they were picking who was going to score the right. goal and yeah. stuff like that. I said it. I said it to Josh. I said I wouldn't be surprised if Panarin scores the final goal in, in the first overtime. And who scored the final goal? Panarin. And I laughed at it. I said you should have bet me. <laughs> okay, so. I, you, you know, it's so funny, and I'm not always right. I'm wrong. I would say I'm wrong, wrong 50, 50% of the time. I'm not always right. But when I'm right, you know, I, I don't expect to, you know, say I'm always right. Now, Jeff always thinks that he's right. Game 7 shouldn't count. Panarin didn't sign a waiver. Okay, Jeff being a smartass. Of course, it was a former Blackhawk. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was a former Blackhawk. He, 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 he wants to talk about New Yorkians. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, and I'm, awesome I'm going to even, and remember I said this, Carl, I wouldn't even be surprised that if Panarin sh- steps up in the Carolina series and he becomes the big the big goal scorer for the Rangers in this series. I, well, now, a lot of people saying he was playing, like, hard to, I don't know, but. I, I didn't hear a lot of, that. A lot, it a wasn't. Lot of, a, lot of ESPN, a lot of ESPN guys were saying it. A lot of the MSG guys were saying it that. Panarin's playing hurt. I think he skated very well in this series. I, I really do. I think the I think the Pittsburgh Penguins knew what to do. They need to shut him down. And how do you shut down a speedy guy 
that is very good past the hashes, which means a blue line to blue line. As soon as he gets through the blue line and he, he passes the blue line, you want to keep him on the blue line. What did the Pittsburgh Penguins do from game game one to game six? They kept him on the blue line. They would not every time he tried to do try to move in and try to get closer to the net. They were knocking him around. They, he's small. He's not a big man, right. Panarin. So you you keep him on the hashes. That's what Sidney Crosby. Why do you think Sidney Crosby was on the ice every time Panarin was on the ice? Sidney Crosby's not a great defender, but he's a he's no. a, He's a nut job, and he, and when he's on the ice, he he's he, he gets away with a lot of shit. <laughs> he he does he just does gets away with a lot of stuff. So when he gets on the ice, they he he pushes he pushes that you know pushes his play to the next limit, to the next um, level level. What time do, do players have? What was he saying? Have right to now? have their waivers in for the next series. You know what it is? He'll keep on saying stupid things because he thinks he's funny. And it's just, it's not even funny anymore. Okay? Let's get off the waiver thing. Because you watch. The NHL is going to investigate this. And I'm going to laugh when Sidney Crosby gets suspended next year. And if he does, if he well, does. How many games? Do, how many games I don't know. Well, one or two games. They'll, they'll suspend him uh, one or two games. The, they'll suspend him that. without pay. One or two games. That's what they'll do. I uh, they're not they're gonna, gonna hurt them. no they're gonna well they're gonna find the Pittsburgh Penguins they're gonna find them and whoever whatever doctor checked them they're gonna suspend them I mean or or, or fire them so I I guarantee you we won't be working for the Pittsburgh Penguins next year so especially if Ron Hextall is telling you right now that he didn't <laughs> I don't want know if I necessarily want to trust Ron Hextall for any decisions either but yeah well, <laughs> that's a whole nother story Ron Hextall was a nut job when he played Carl says Tampa Bay doesn't really have a go-to line for goal scoring this season and so in this game they took advantage of the power play to score goals mm. yeah that'll do it and what is he saying uh, if Panarin is hurt, you have to sign a waiver. Stuck says, has, ever, has a player in sports ever been suspended for playing hurt? Not that I know of specifically, but there have been teams that have been caught with fake injury reports. And if, it, if it's something as extreme as a concussion, that might be the next level, especially with how bad the NHL has been with it. This is not being suspended because he was hurt. This is putting his life on the line. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, especially. This isn't this yeah. isn't this isn't a leg injury. This isn't an arm injury where you can play hurt. This is a head injury. CTE. This has been going on for the last couple of years. This is this the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, they're all putting protocols. They're making this very, very hard to play. And that's why, and if if if, if they do play, they gotta be a hundred percent sure that this guy didn't have a concussion. A hundred percent sure. And if Sidney Crosby's telling the team, I'm fine, blah, 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 practically telling the the doctor that he's fine and he's playing this game no matter what, which probably that's what he said, yeah, yes, the the doctor needs to do the right thing for the player, but also the doctor needs to look into this and, and look at the specifics to the situation and know that this guy is putting himself at risk to possibly kill himself. Right. Because this is dangerous. What is he saying now? I, I'm Why do we draw the line on waivers? If he has a hurt finger, does that also require a waiver? Uh, mm. Stuck says, was Ronnie Lott suspended when he lost his finger and went back in the game? I don't know if they had p- the protocols then. That's a finger. Even at that time, like in the 80s and the 90s, I don't know if they had that then. Uh, Carl says, wasn't Caruso out for three playoff games for a concussion for the Bulls yet? Uh, yeah, I think it was two. I think you're right, Carl. It was the middle of the series. And two games. What is two games equal? That's two games because every day that's one, two, three, four, five. 
That's five, six days. <laughs> that's what it is. It's five, six days. So, so that's what I said. Almost a week. Seven to ten days. You cannot play in a hockey game after two days. You can't. And, and, I, and, how, come in, and how come in the NFL, if you get a concussion on Sunday, then you can get through protocol and play on a Thursday? Well, well, hold on one second. It's Sunday and a protocol because it might have not been a concussion. Yeah, if you so just if you just pass protocol and yes. don't have a concussion, that's yes. different. Yes. He's saying if he actually has a concussion. If he has a concussion, he wouldn't be passing. Right. He would not be playing. And there's but been they're, a they're lot of instances that... in the NFL where players have played through concussions and and they've and the team's gotten fined or the doctors Ooh. gotten fined. You have to thing, extensively so. you have to talk to two doctors before you extend in the NFL, you got to go through two doctors before you get uh, through protocol before you could play in a football game. So People should, watch so that should, in the tent. So it should be the same thing for the NHL then. Yes, they should. NHL should have to up they their protocols the same way. That's what Carl was saying earlier. NFL and college football have done a great job with that where they don't let the players leave the tent until they clear a concussion protocol. You got the biggest star in hockey telling the telling the doctors that he's playing no matter what. <laughs> what yeah, does that well, tell you? Got, well, he got, well, There's he something got shut shady. Down by yes. GM, so. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why if I investigate this right now, yes, I would find Sidney Crosby. I would find the team. I would I would suspend Sidney Crosby. Absolutely. Because the league needs to show that you know how you know how the league needs to prove a point. Sidney Crosby, being that he's the poster child of the new the the NHL, yeah. you you have to do something to him. You gotta say if you do this and you lie to us. And you put us in in a situation where you could die on the ice. Yeah, we're going to suspend you. You'll be, and the next time you do it, we're going to suspend you for thirty games without pay. That it, I don't care what anybody says. This is not a knee injury. This is not a finger injury. We've seen hockey players play with no teeth. Oh, yeah. We've seen we've seen hockey players had their their finger ran you know skated over Skate blade, yeah. and then practically taped up and played with a finger that was practically hanging on a limb. Okay. We've seen players, or somebody who collapsed in the penalty box and then came back the next period in the NHL. Okay. But this is a brain injury. This is right. a head injury. Okay. This could kill you. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. That, that's all I'm saying. This has nothing to do with injuries and suspensions. And this, this is a head injury. This is a significant injury that could kill somebody in the long run. So uh, that's all I'm saying. And you wonder why well, the NHL is behind the curve with this kind of thing, and it's because they might well, be covering something up. No, not, not, not the NHL themselves, no, but the team. But no. again, maybe the NHL loves Sidney Crosby, loves to protect him in every way. So <laughs> who knows at this rate? I absolutely believe that the NHL, and I don't think the NHL is behind this. I think this was the Pittsburgh. No, no, I don't think it is either. I think it's something. There's with the no doctors. way. Yeah. There's no way the this was an NHL doctor. No, 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 no. freaking way. I might have been wrong. About what I said about the NHL and the protocol for concussions, Jeff. You might be right about that. But I, I'm willing to bet you. I'm willing to bet you it was a Pittsburgh Penguin doctor or Sidney Crosby's doctor. I'm thinking it's a Ron Hextall combined with a Penguins team doctor manipulation of some sort. Yeah, let's let's ask Mark Edward Kelly's take on this. <laughs> no. Mark, Mark will try to figure out which uh, hockey player of the Penguins played for Alabama. <laughs> And I, I want to get into this um, this Lane Lambert um, signing, and I, I know a lot of a lot of fans were taking shots at the New York Islanders organization, and we'll we'll get into the NHL playoffs as we're 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 going to go into the second round. We'll go through some of the games and and our thoughts, and we'll, we'll make our picks tonight. 
on who we think is going to win in the series. I think this is a good move by the New York Islanders. Okay? Because if they went and I think they should have brought in a young coach. Lambert is a younger coach than Barry Trotz. Uh, he's been with Barry Trotz for the last, what is it, 10 years? 11 years uh, on his coaching staff. Now, is is Lane Lambert Barry Trotz? No. I, and nobody thinks that. But I think what Lou Lamorella wants to do is he wants to keep the same type of style with this Islander team. This is the style that he wants to run. A defense first, offense second. Lambert knows Barry Trotz's ways. It works. It has been working on the island for the last four years. Islander fans are probably attacking the situation. Well, if you bring in Lane Lambert, why don't you just keep Barry Trotz? Obviously, there's more extensively, there's more behind the situation. There's There might be more behind the scenes with Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz. And again, we're not, we might never know. And Again, I, I look at this signing... Is this going to make the Islanders a Stanley Cup championship team? I, I think going into the season, everybody had the a lot of the analysts thought that the Islanders were good enough to win the Stanley Cup. Now they're going they're going into the off season. The Islanders are going to have to decide on what they're going to do. They gave Bailey that extend that extended contract two years ago. They're going to have to do do something with Josh Bailey. They need to get rid of that contract. Maybe take on another bad contract or trade away a pick for Josh Bailey. That that they could trade their. 13th pick? Yep. They could decide, you know what? We'll trade the 13th pick away to get rid of Josh Bally's contract where we could bring in a, a Philip Forsberg and, and take that, that extra $5 million to bring in a Philip Forsberg. What does that do for you? It gets you that superstar goal scorer to play with Barzell. You do lose your 13th pick. But, hey, listen, Barry, when you look at Lou Lamorella, how many first-round picks has he had in the last couple of years? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, two the first year, and then I think only one since Yeah, then. it was yeah. Wallstrom and Dobson. Right. That's it. Exactly. Uh, and I was there. Yep. He hasn't had a first-round draft pick since then. And I, I don't honestly sitting here today say, think that Lambert is the answer to the Islanders' success in the Stanley Cup. Now, he could be. I don't know. Uh, when he did take over for Barry Trotz with the COVID situation, I think he has a winning record. I think yeah, he, that, Lou Lamorello was quoted well, in saying that, that he liked it. He liked the way he was leading the team and connecting with the players, and that was a big reason why he made that decision. I don't believe that. I think Lou's just trying to find well, a way to hide it. I mean, I think there's a lot more extensive well, yeah, like stuff Jesus that's happened. He, yeah, he said Lou Lamorello said that a major reason for this move was the stretch of January. When Lambert took over for Trotz for the absence to deal with some family matters and showed impressive leadership. Yes, and he's, he's a great leader. And, and, and Barry Trotz would keep him on it. The only reason why Barry Trotz would have him on his coaching staff is if he's anything like Barry Trotz. And Barry Trotz is a family man, and he's, he's a great leader. And I think Lambert, Lane Lambert, he's a younger guy. He's a younger Barry Trotz. He's 57 years old. And we've seen that. Look, look at Washington. What did Washington do when they decided to part ways with Barry Trotz? They hired one of his disciples. That's mm-hmm. what they did. That's what they well, did. Mike, Sol- Mike Solvin coaches. I don't know. He coaches Pittsburgh. Sorry. No. Uh, no, it was, Todd Ra- it was Todd Richards, and then yeah. he got fired after two years. Now it's Laviolette. Yes. Yeah. And Todd Richards did very well over there with Washington. It just he, – he was trying – people were comparing him to Barry Trotz. It didn't work out over there. But he had winning seasons every year that he was there with – with the Washington Capitals. They made the playoffs both years 
uh, he just couldn't get over the hump, and they wanted to bring in another voice. And Peter Laviette, who's a very successful coach in the NHL, he became available, and they fired him to bring in a better coach. Now, again, Lane Lambert could be better than Barry Trotz. He could take over Barry Trotz, this Islander team, and take them all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and win a Stanley Cup. The Islanders needed to bring in a voice that they already heard and they already trust. And Lou was keeping all the same players. Look, he re-signed Zach Parisi. Chara's probably going to be gone. I, I believe he's going to go back to Boston. I, I really do. I think he'll play one more year with Boston or he'll retire with Boston. Who knows? Uh, and, and Boston, they, they're not going to have to pay him a lot of money because they're going to lose players. Right. So uh, he could go back to Boston on a cheap and – and who knows? He could be the captain of the team right? because they're going to lose their captain in the offseason. So who knows? The fact is right now where you look at the Islanders, and I know Islander fans are all over social media, why would you bring in the assistant coach when you had the coach? And the fact is nobody's ever going to know what Lou and what, what Lou had behind it. Nobody knows. And, and I don't think Lou is ever going to tell the truth until he decides to write a memoir or he retires or his son, he dies and his son takes out his memoirs and, and, and actually puts a book out there and some author puts a book out for him. Nobody's going to know. I think it's a lot more in depth. I, I don't know much about Lambert, but I can tell you this. Everything that we've heard about this guy is he's a leader and the young players respect him. And I think it has a lot to do with the Sorokin-Vlamov thing. Sorokin should have been playing 90% of the games in the second half of the season. When you have a goalie that good, who played sensational all season long, and Vlamov, it made no sense. It made no sense. It also seems like they're also trying to keep a lot of the assistant coaches intact, too, that Trotz had. Now, whether they all stay or not is another question, but uh, the goaltending coach is a particularly big one that once they got Trotz initially in Lamorello, that was the big deal. To Even before Sorokin came in, Leonard had a great year with the Islanders before he went to Vegas, and then Varlamov, when he first got there, was <clears> playing well for the Islanders and then obviously fell off the way he did this year. Now, now let's get into the NHL playoffs, okay? And uh, I, I obviously... This is probably the best time to watch hockey. I really believe the second round is, is where the best teams are. You, you, you expect to see some of the best hockey in the second round. And, and the series that really stands out, the two series that really stand out to me is the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning and the St. Louis Blues and the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Now, I look at Colorado and St. Louis. If Saint, whoever comes out of this series... I think is going to the Stanley Cup. As much as I like Calgary, and I would love to see Calgary versus uh, everybody heard me say it. I would love to see the speed of Calgary versus the 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 all around talent of the Avalanche. I would love to see that in the Eastern at the Western Conference Finals. I there's something about St. Louis, especially all season long, especially in the second half. How they, they, they couldn't score in the first half. And then all of a sudden in the second half, they just had a burst of scoring. They, they had goaltending. They didn't know who was going to be the starting goalie. It went from uh, who was the starting goalie. It was over. Biddington at the start and then yeah. their young kid, Husso. Husso. And yeah. then Biddington took over again. And mm-hmm. he's been the goalie throughout the playoffs really since the, the first round of the playoffs when they knocked off the Wild. We've seen Biddington do this before. He won the Stanley Cup. What was it? Four, three, four three years, years ago? ago? Yep. Three years ago against the Boston Bruins, where everybody thought that the Boston Bruins were the best team 
in that series. And I did too. I thought there was no way St. Louis was going to win that series. It was a Cinderella story. And they, Biddington stood on his head. Absolutely stood on his head. And Tuka Rosk, who's won a Stanley Cup, just didn't play well in certain aspects of his game. And choked in the the third and I, I think it was the third and sixth game. And then the game seven, the Tuka Rosk played well, but he gave up some bad goals. Bad goals, yeah. You know, and all in all, that's why St. Louis won. Avalanche, the Avalanche, they have so much talent. They have two of the best players in the league. They have one of the best lines in hockey. They could score. They're, by the way, they're a great penalty-killing team and one of the best power plays in all of the NHL. And they have really good goaltending. Their backup goalie is just as good as their starting goalie. So the Avalanche, everybody's going to look at this series, and most people, I saw most of the experts have the Avalanche winning in five or six games. In this particular... No, no, they, they've been sitting around a long time. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking they, the same they, thing. They've been sitting around a long time. Who do you Something got in this series, Beatty? I, I have the Blues as well. I actually think this was one of the... I had Minnesota initially winning the series against the Blues, but the Blues were actually my pick at the start of the season because of the leadership that they had. The Avalanche, it always seems to be the second round that hurts them. And it's exactly what you were saying, Beef. They coast a lot in the playoffs, but when it comes to longer series, they haven't been as good. And being that this is a longer series, I like a more battle-tested Blues team that's very still very good defensively and has good veteran leadership, even losing some guys from their cup team. They proved a lot against Minnesota to me, who's also a very deep team. Their veterans got their veterans outplayed the wild in the wild depth. I really like the Avalanche in this series. And I know they're a young team and they really haven't really gotten into the Western Conference Finals. They've had problems jumping from the second round. I think with the talent that they have this year in Landskog and 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 McKinnon, uh Devin Taos has been sensational throughout the season, one of the best more underrated defensemen in a league. This team could play with anybody, and they have goal scoring from the from the first line to their fourth line. They could do everything. They're a hitting team. They're young. They're fast. They're energetic. As much as I like what St. Louis has done and 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 the leadership they've had and the experience they have, I really like the Avalanche in this series. I think they're the better team. I think they have the speed. I think this series could go seven. I think it's six Avalanche and six. I think they're just the better team. As far as the the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, Speedy, uh, what are your thoughts in this series? I there's something about this series that tells me this could be the end of the the Lightning's um, reign. I don't think it comes yet, just because even though I know Carl's a little concerned about the depth with the Lightning not being as good as years past, but the Florida deep defensive depth is not great either. I love Ekblad and Wegar. They're both all-star caliber, number one, and they're top two defensemen. After that, it's a pretty big drop-off, and the system is still strong with the Lightning, where they've plugged a lot of guys in and still made it work to an extent. Yes, it's not the same dominant force, but I just a little I worry about that a little bit in comparison to in comparison to the the depth of the Panthers. And also, interim coach at some point, I think eventually he'll get out coach. So I think next round will be more of the issue for the Lightning and down the road if they have to play against Carolina. And definitely in the Cup, too, I agree with you. If it comes down to the Blues or the Flames or Colorado, yeah, that'll be the end. I don't think it's this series, though. Tampa's have problems on the road. Still good defensively. I mean, they can still score. They're an older group, but they, I think they're going to win this series. I really do. 
I know a lot of people look at Tampa, and yes, they dominated the game against Florida in game number one. Today, they, yes. yeah, they won 4-1. Yeah. And, and also, Florida did. power play was really well. What happened in, in the first series against the Florida Panthers? What happened in game number one against the Florida Panthers in, game, in, in, in the series before this? Florida lost yeah, the first were. game. Yeah, they lost. Okay? Yep. And they didn't play well. Okay? They nope. didn't. And I expect this this series to be like that. This is this Florida Panther this team. Seven. This Florida Panther team, they they have a lot of veterans. They added Claude Giroux. They have Joe Thornton here. They they have veteran guys that have been there. Yeah, but they don't have the experience like Tampa has. No, no, Not no. as a collective unit, but still combined, it's yes, still a good together. amount. My yeah, just, my together. question is just with yes. the defensive depth, really, against the Lightning offense, which is still deep. I know it's not as deep as years past, Carl, but it's still deep. I look at the Florida Panthers. I look at the talent that they have. Yeah, their defense. They're, I mean, Eggblad is probably the best defenseman on this team, and he's a superstar player. He's one of the best young defensemen in the NHL. And then you're you're looking at their defensive you know style. I mean, Anthony Duclair, who used to be a Ranger, he's had a very good season. It's played very well in the playoffs. Uh, he's he's a good offensive player. Also, is a good penalty killer. Um, this is a very good overall Florida Panther team. And if you were to ask me right now, who has a better four lines, Tampa or Florida? I'm going to tell you the Florida Panthers do. The Florida Panthers have more goal scoring. They have more. Offense and they're they're younger and they're faster. Yeah, that's but, true. But Tampa is but older Tampa and wiser. <laughs> well, Tampa's been here before, and Tampa has gone to the Stanley Cup. Something tells me this series is going seven, and there's something about this Florida Panther team. Even though a lot of people say that this team is still kind of trying to figure things out and trying to figure who they are as a as a team, I think that this could be the Florida Panthers' year. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Florida Panthers in this series. I am. I think Florida wins in seven games. Uh, they have home court advantage. They have home ice advantage. And if if this goes to a seven game, a seventh game, uh, the advantage goes to the Panthers. Now I know what you're gonna say. Well, the Panthers just lost game number one at home. Oh my God! I didn't expect the Panthers to win every single oh, game. I, I didn't think Tampa was gonna win four one. I thought the game would be a lot closer. Oh, stop! It, it's one. It's one game. It was 1-1 most of the game. And Bobarowski is one of the best goaltenders in the NHL, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, he had a bad game. I, I know what you're going to say. Vazelowski is just as good. Yeah, no question. But Bobarowski has been a successful goalie in the playoffs. He's been a successful goalie. He's won Vin, the Venzina Trophy before. This is a Twice. great. Yeah, he, he's a great goalie. It's, it's not like you, you, you have a, sh- a crappy goalie that can't stop a ball. No, I'm not saying that. No, I know what you're not saying. saying. I'm just saying what you saw in game one is not what you see in game two and what you're probably no, not going to see no. in game three either. Okay? No. It's one game. And I, I'm going to tell you this. This series is going to go. However far the goaltending uh, takes them. I think it's going to go seven. I can see that the series going seven. Absolutely. See, I actually think, though, Beef, even though I think the Lightning win the series, I think Errol's right where if it goes to a seventh game just because of the stamina, that might favor a team like the Panthers a little more just because the, Tampa's an older yeah, team. Sure. And also, again, because the defense for, for Tampa's mostly veterans. They're not too. healthy either. Yeah. yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Braden Point didn't even play no. in game one. That's right. Yeah, and he's what, been their what, best what, playoff what, player what, the last what, three what, years. He's fully healthy right now. No, no but Brady no. Point, if Point doesn't play in this series, it's going to be a big That's loss. concerning. He's their best playoff points-wise player the last three years. Mm-hmm. So yes. if he doesn't play in this series, it's 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 a big loss. And, and, and me and Jeff were talking about this, I think, a day or two days ago. He brought he brought up Brady Point. If, if Point does and he even said it, if Point doesn't play in this series, the advantage goes to 
the Florida Panthers. Right. So because they're they're more healthier than the Tampa Bay right, Lightning right now. Yes. And points one of their right. young guys too. It's not like one of the, it's it's not like they've they're getting used to it because Kucherov's been hurt for very last couple of years. Stamkos has been hurt a lot. They're not used to point being hurt like that either. So they they're going to no. make some tough adjustments if that's the case. Mm. Yep, hundred percent. So I have the Florida Panthers uh, in the Lightning series. I think they win in seven, and I think this series goes to seven. Uh, Calgary and the Oilers, Speedy, who yeah. This one I think will be the one blowout. I like the Flames a lot in this matchup because they have the defensive depth, I think, a lot more than the Oilers do. And Jacob Markstrom's had a fantastic uh, playoff the way he's played. That was a low-scoring series against Dallas. They really were exchanging a lot of goalie battles for the most part. Tough physical series. And Daryl Sutter is an experienced coach that really has done a lot of good things and really transforming the culture of this team. They have a lot of speed, like you are saying, a lot of good goal scorers and great face-off guys, too. Dallas has a lot of good center depth on the Flames were able to win faceoffs when they need to. Oilers didn't look good against a rebuilding Kings team. They barely survived. I think I got the Flames. I think this won't be close. I think I got them in five. Go ahead. Uh, what do you who do you have in this series, Beef? Me, yeah, I, I definitely have the. I got I got the Flames. I, I just did a better team than a faster team than a younger team. Edmonton struggled against a you know a bad Kings team, so that that's concerning going into the series. But I think Calgary is the team, and they could even sweep this team. I, I like. I've liked Calgary the last two years. Last mm-hmm. year, I had Calgary going all the way to the Western Conference Finals, and they got eliminated in the first round. Right? It was, it was the first round. No, it was two years ago. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So last I, year, they missed the playoffs. Yeah. So it was two years ago. Yeah. And I, I, I like Calgary. I think they're, they have a lot of firepower. Um, and, and really, they have a very good first line. Their second line, they spread out. I, I think they're, they're a fun team to watch. And they're the team. If, if there's a team that I want to win the Stanley Cup this year, it's the Calgary Flames. I – I just I think they're fun to watch. They they hit. They're young. They're fast. Their coach is crazy. I, I mean, it, to me, they're they're the fun. They're one of those teams that you just you root for. They're a fun. They're a fun team to watch. I yeah. I love watching them. I watched them in the last series against Dallas, and I asked Speedy because I actually didn't watch Game Seven. I, I didn't watch. I know Dallas was up one nothing after the first period. Yeah, and then, well, it was so freaking late. It like, yeah, it was a double. It was a, a it was an overtime game, and the the Flames are out shooting the Stars like crazy. Jake Ottinger made I think seventy like sixty or seventy something saves in that game. The it was like triple the amount of shots, and it, it went to overtime. But the Flames battled the whole way and then won the game. There, this that was the low scoring series of the first round. It, it, uh, NHL playoffs have been a lot of high scoring games. That was the one game that these goalies were exchanging shutouts. It was so physical, and it just shows you the Flames could play that style of game and play it well, because that was their problem in years past, too. That was a problem against the Stars two years ago. That was a problem against Colorado when they were an eight seed, when they were still not a great team like they are now, when the Flames were a one seed. They... Like the like we were saying about the Rangers last week, sometimes even though as their defense gets talented, they can play too passive at times. They didn't do that in this series, that's for sure. And Edmonton really hasn't shown that they can play with that kind of physicality yet. Johnny Goudreau. Goudreau. Matthew Kuchok. Yes. Sean Monahan. I mean, all these guys that you mentioned. Uh, Elias uh, Lindenholm. I mean, I, I, I'm very bad at pronouncing these guys. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one that you probably won't be able to pronounce well. Andrew Manjapane with a great year for the Flames this year. This is a good young team with a lot of speed, a uh, fun team to watch, and, and they're vicious. They also have Milan Lucic, who uh, we all know them on know him on the Boston <laughs> Bruins uh, for the little bit of time that he was there. So, uh, I mean, this team... This team could be vicious, too. I mean, Matthew Kachuk, you've seen what he's done. 
on and you know on the ice, not only with scoring, but he can fight. He likes to hit. They're speedy. They're fun, and they're vicious. Yeah. I, I think this is a fun team to watch. Not only that, he was only uh, he was just, he was just on the Oilers like two three years ago too. So who says he's not going to try to want to knock out some of his teammates? <laughs> And again, of course, Jeff says, imagine being a sports radio show host and not knowing a single name. Thank you, Jeff. So, Jeff, if if you even knew, and, and, and by the way, Jeff, I hope the Boston Celtics lose this series. I really do. So I could stick it up, you know what, <laughs> all right? Because I'm so sick and tired of hearing you, oh, we're going to see another parade. The Boston, the Boston Celtics will not win the NBA championship. You heard me say it now. They're not. We're going to get into the – when we finish up this take, we're going into basketball. And I can't wait to get into basketball because I, I have news for you. Your Celtics are not winning this series, just so you know. So good luck on that. And when they don't, I'm going to shove it up. You know, you know what. Okay? Errol's going to wear his Miami Heat jersey at every show now. <laughs> They're not winning. You could say the Nets and what I said with the Nets and stuff like that. I said, by the way – I, 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 throughout the, the Milwaukee Bucks series, I said I wouldn't be surprised if Boston wins because of Middleton being hurt. Okay? This isn't a series that Middleton is there. Or they're missing players. This is a healthy Miami Heat team. And I expect Miami to beat them. They're a be- they have a better coach, and they have a better all-around team. So say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want to attack me. When Boston loses this series, I can't wait to stick it. Because you're going to stick it if, if Boston wins, so I'm going to stick it to you when they lose. All right. Um, um, as far as what were we going? Now we're going to the Carolina. Um, by the way, I have Calgary in that series uh, in six mm-hmm. games. Um, oh, wow. Carolina and the Rangers. Speedy, who you got? I got the Canes in this one. I, I want to pick the Rangers as a Ranger fan, but I, I think Carolina is just so deep the way they play. They have tough home crowd advantage. And just so many former Rangers, too, that, yeah, they're not going to know the identity of Gallant and stuff like that, but they know a lot of the instincts of some of the young players, especially. And the Rangers, you know this well, Beeb, they, they were really carried, for the most part, by the kid line in the, the beginning of that series when they were struggling. It wasn't really the top guys getting it going. And also the way the top line struggled throughout the Rangers, or the the. Penguin series really is somewhat concerning too against Tavar Teravine and Aho, guys like that, that it's just such good depth and it worries me. And Carolina is not the defense of Pittsburgh either that's gonna just let you do everything. They're tough, they're physical too. So I even though the Rangers top line was encouraging finally, I'm gonna go with the Canes still. I'm gonna take him in six. How about you, Beef? Who do you have? Well, you know, as me, I want the Rangers to win this series, but I don't think they have enough to, to win it. So I'm gonna pick the the Cans. And I think it's going to go seven again. The good news is the Rangers are going to get back uh, good drove. They're going to get him back. We have Lindgren back now for a, for yeah. a, a full series. He played well we in game seven, back. too, which was we, nice. We have Mop back for a full series. You never know. It all depends on how well the Rangers are going to play defensively and how well uh, Igor is going to play. But I got, I got the cans in seven. Yeah. I, yes, Carl, terrifying, and also a former Blackhawk. There you go, Carl. You get the battle of former Blackhawks third liners from 2015. I got the Canes at five at six. There's no way the Rangers win this series. And if the Rangers somehow pull this off, it's only because Carolina doesn't have the heart. This is a better team. Four lines. They're a good penalty-killing team. They're, pro- they're one of the best penalty-killing teams in the NHL. They have one of the best power plays in the NHL. Uh, their goaltending, Anderson, is going to be back in this series, so they're going to be at full strength now. This team... It's going to be hard to beat this team. I think this is the year for the, the the Canes. Last year, a lot of people thought it was their year, and they just couldn't get over the hump. I think this is the year the Canes are going to they're going to win. They're going to they're going to come out of the Eastern Conference. I think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. Even though 
uh, what the Florida Panthers have done year in and out. They won the President Trophy. I think the Canes are better than the Florida Panthers. I think they have much more depth than the Florida Panthers. And I just think they're ready to win. I think Rob Brindamore is ready to win. And I think this is this is a team that's, you know, destined to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I've got the Canes in five or six. I think they're the better team. Well, uh, the Rangers going to have to shoot like crazy. That's what they're going to have to do. Well, they got and not shoot on by, the angles. They got outshot by the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know they did. Okay? I know they did. I know they did. And pretty badly in game seven, too. The Penguins had 40, 40, 40, 50 shots on goal, I think 45 at the end of regulation in total. And then you're dealing with a case where they didn't shoot the puck enough at certain points in game seven either. You can't afford to get away with that against the Canes either. The Rangers are going to have a shot at it. They're going to have to take one. They're going to go one and one at Carolina. And they got to take good shots, too. They can't, they can't keep yeah, settling they, either. The Rangers finally started to do that in game seven. And the problem is they, they turn over the puck too much. They can't well, yeah. they can't keep doing that. Oh yeah, especially especially outside of probably Ling, uh, not Lindgren, Miller and and Schneider, they've done well in this series. All all three of the so, other so defensemen, <laughs> all three of the other defensemen well, though, so. I'm talking about have turned the puck over a lot, and that's not a good yeah, sign no, either. I got yeah. So well, I, Fox, is, Fox has to play well too because yeah, he, I know he scored three goals, but he. He didn't have a good series defensively. He did. Yeah, defensively he was down for his standards. I wouldn't say he was terrible, but he was down for his standards. Truba was really bad throughout the series. Truba was and, awful. And yeah, the depth, I can't wait to get rid of this freaking the, guy. The he depth stinks. beyond that the depth beyond that needs to play a little bit better too. And maybe the forwards will have to step up in a bigger role too. Cause we were talking about Panarin earlier, him defensively was not great in that series either. Right? look at the, no. all the stuff Gensel was able to do to them. And even some of the second line wingers played better than expected in that series. Yeah. Now you have to deal with Svechnikov and Tara Vinen. That's going to be very, very hard mm-hmm. to be able to win. If they're scoring goals too. Yeah. Well, we'll still see what happens tomorrow night. Beef. Thank you for calling, bud. You got Keep it. listening, man. You, you got it. Later guys. Beef, okay? Uh, at least he's more understanding of the conversation. I mean, Jeff isn't. And I see Jeff, new show name, The Two Beeves featuring Speedy Petey. Thank you. Carl says, what can we dress up that empty chair as? I don't know, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start bringing in guests every single week to fill in. Mikey C will be, um, uh, he will be joining us in the next week or so. Ooh. So Mikey C will be coming in. And doing a show with us. The triumphant return for the first time since, what, November 2020 or whatever. Yeah, so he's, he's going to be joining us soon. Uh, we had a conversation about that. So um, Mike's been wanting to come on the show. He's been wanting to speak on the show. So uh, he will be uh, returning very, very soon. <laughs> that'll, that'll fuel your uh, your your Miami Heat feud if, they, if they're still playing in a tight series with the Celtics in the Heat. So, you're, you're probably wearing your jersey every show. Yeah, well. Your Miami Vice jersey. It will be back and forth banter. Oh, yeah. Again, it's not going to be, this series isn't going to be, this series isn't going to go long. Miami's going to win this series. And we're, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the NBA. We'll go through out the playoffs, uh, obviously the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get into the draft lottery and what we thought about where the Knicks landed and where the Orlando Magic should go at number one this coming year in the draft. When we come back here on the Sports Loudmouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is Sports Loud Mouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks, my co-host, Speedy, Petey. You can call us at 631-672-3108 is the number. You can go to our website, 
at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Go to our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, our first hour and a half was hockey, and as we know, we're not getting any guests on the show tonight, except we'll have Nithin be joining us very, very soon on the show. So, uh, but really no guests. And uh, as we go into Thursday's show, I think we might have a guest. Yeah, we have at least one. We might have two. We'll see. So uh, this is the first show we haven't had guests in a while. Since, yeah, since the Super Bowl week where uh, we had two that canceled on us at the last second. So we got to get the content out. So a lot of hockey in that last segment. And, of course, we had crazy Jeff (laughs) wanting to attack me in every kind of way. And uh, the beef. Two of the best. I have to get the beef and Jeff. You know, on the phone, the same time, going back and forth. And we should have a trivia question test with both of these guys when it comes to hockey and baseball and football. And, and see who would win in, in a trivia contest. You know? That's, that's what I want to see. Hopefully the beef doesn't hang up like the last time we tried this, like six months ago. Listen, I, you, know what, you know what's funny? There's so much talk about everybody knowing more than everybody else. But the truth is, when you get put in the spot and you're getting timed, you know, within 10 seconds to answer a question, we'll see if Jeff even can answer some of these questions. Because mm-hmm. I, I doubt he can either. So, anyways, I, I, I want to get into the NBA. Not much to take there. What did he say? Uh, the Rangers need to split uh, or take two, two in Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. They're not split, taking two. Split will be hard as it is. So, they're definitely not going to take two. Why don't we get into the Heat series? Before we get into – actually, let's get into the – Dallas Phoenix game. Oh my god. Was that even a game? <laughs> oh jeez. And you know what? I respect Chris Paul. And it, it's so funny because I, me and Josh were talking about this. After Phoenix got eliminated, and a lot of people thought Phoenix being that they were the number one seed, they had one of the best seasons since that Golden State Warriors uh, season that they had uh, when they won what seventy some odd games. Three and nine. Yes, and, and and Phoenix won like sixty eight or sixty nine. Sixty seven, yep. Sixty seven this year. And they had a great season. Everybody was picking, including yours truly, thinking that Phoenix was going to win the whole thing. And they just didn't show up. Chris Paul didn't show up in that game. Devin Booker didn't show up in that game. Nobody showed up in that game. It looked like they didn't even want to play in the game. And Luka Doncic could do nothing wrong in game number seven. Nothing. But I will say this. I respect Chris Paul after the game talking to the press, and blaming himself for the whole thing. Taking all the blame. And that shows leadership. Now, you could say whatever you want. Have you ever seen Steph Curry take responsibility for his team getting knocked out of the playoffs? You definitely haven't seen Draymond do that. (laughs) Have you ever heard Draymond Green (laughs) take responsibility for Golden State getting knocked out of the playoffs? How about Klay Thompson taking responsibility for his team getting knocked out of the playoffs? Answer that question. But Chris Paul, who hasn't been successful in the playoffs, never won an NBA championship. And if he never wins an NBA championship, he's always going to be brought down to that, where you were a great player, and I believe the greatest point guard of this generation, you just still couldn't win a championship. But guess what? John Stockton never won a championship, and he's one of the greatest point guards of that era. Jason Kidd finally won a championship with Dallas when he wasn't even the starting point guard. Yep, the scrappy 2011 Mavericks. Gotta love them. Barrero was. Yes. 
There were a lot of point guards that never got a chance to win a championship, and it's very, very hard to win a championship. It's, it's facts. Russell Westbrook, great point guard for a significant amount of time. Never won a championship. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, another one. Never won a championship. We could go, we could go look at rosters for years. Mark Price, Cavaliers, never won an NBA championship. Chris Paul might never win an NBA championship. But what I respect about Chris Paul is the man understands the game. The man knows how to take and understands humility. And I also believe that who Chris Paul is as a player doesn't define him as um, a parent or or a father on and off the basketball court. And that's all you, you you could say about Chris Paul. And I respect him for being who he is. Yeah, and it's never come out that Chris Paul has ever been a, a guy that's been a bad teammate or a not classy guy. Yeah, he'll trash talk here and there. And he'll... he'll You've heard things that yeah, happen in this series. And, yeah. It, you know. I, but again, that was inflicted by the fans. Yeah. It was something that was irrational and terrible that should never happen. And that kind of thing, you never see Chris Paul do as a as the first guy to start that kind of thing. He's not going to be the one that starts firing up anybody, any fans, any players like that in any way. Uh, and again, there's a lot of NBA narratives that say championships define everything in a player, which, yeah, it might matter as a tiebreaker. It might matter as some kind of leverage. But you're talking about a guy that's been a dominant point guard for 15 years even as a young player, was a great point guard, a, a good team leader for New Orleans when they were back when they were the Hornets. This is a guy that's had a great team impact on many different franchises, including the Suns team. Yeah, mm-hmm. this debacle is as big of a debacle in a yep. Game 7 as you'll ever see. That's understandable. But what, what were the Suns two years ago? They were th- as a fringe playoff team that always had high expectations, never got into the playoffs. So they even got to that far. They made yep. the NBA Finals last year. So, yes, it's a terrible Game 7 debacle. I was laughing. I, my, bro- my brother Aiden told me they had 30 points at the half yep. or something like that. I, I, I didn't think he was real life. 76 to 35, I think Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it was real life because uh, we were celebrating, so I didn't see the game. Uh, he said he ate 30 points at halftime. Like, are you sure it wasn't the end of the first quarter? Like, uh, <laughs> what? And then I saw at one point in the third quarter, Luka Doncic was only four points away from outscoring the whole Phoenix Suns team. And I, I want to say third quarter. And I want to say something about Luka Doncic. And, and and you listen to Chris Paul say what he said about Luka Doncic. I think it definitely lit a, lit a fire, not only under Luka Doncic, but the whole Dallas Maverick team. Mm-hmm. They respect the kid. And ever since Kristaps Porzingis has been traded, <laughs> this has been a completely different team. And now you see who the cancer was mm-hmm. over there with the Dallas Mavericks. It was Kristaps Porzingis. Because ever since Kristaps has been gone, Spencer Dinwiddie was a great addition. I mean, Bronson really has taken over as a great point guard in this league who, who's going to make a lot of money in the offseason. Uh, if the Knicks don't give it to him, somebody's going to give it to him because I know Dallas is not going to be able to afford it. How about the guy directly taking his position too? Max Kleber, another European big man, has played well in the playoffs for them Absolutely. Too. So, and Luka Doncic scoring 35 and 10 in, in game number seven, uh, 30 minutes was fantastic. It, it just shows you, you know, the, the future where the NBA is going. A 23-year-old Slovakian, a Slovenian mm-hmm. kid who's just, he gets better and better every single year. I think Mark Cuban was absolutely right trading uh, trading up to get this kid. Right. And, and he really has changed 
the Dallas Mavericks ever since Dirk Nowinski has retired. I mean, it's it's a sensational story. And I, I'm rooting for Dallas. I hope they win this series because I can't stand the Golden State Warriors. We know. <laughs> but I, do I think this is going to happen? I probably don't. I, I think um, them making it all the way to the Western Conference Finals is a great story. Uh, them winning uh, the West, I can't see it. So there's a certain level of battle test that I think the Mavericks still gained from this, though, that everyone was saying throughout the year. Okay, there are a couple players, great top players, and they don't have much depth. Brunson had a phenomenal year, all star caliber year. Luka Doncic, we know, is a top three player in the NBA, maybe the best. And you're where was the rest of the production going to come from was the question. Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cleaver, like I mentioned. Where are these other guys going to play? Frank Delakita, former Nick. Trey Burke, former Nick. Like all these guys that we forget about nope. had their roles. Frank Delakita defensively in Game 7 was fantastic. Fantastic. But yeah. well, we knew he was going to be a fantastic yeah. defender. And I think Chris Paul and Devin Booker combined for like three shots only when guarded by him. Like that's how good he was individually. So there are certain aspects of Dallas that you could say Golden State doesn't have in terms of being battle-tested. Golden State, most of their wins were blowouts, except for game one against the Grizzlies. So, yes, there's a certain experience level and fire to that, too. But they're dealing with a lot of injury issues themselves, too. And I don't know. I, I, if you can't come out against Phoenix the way their depth is built, I don't know if you can't count them as Golden State either. Let's get into the Eastern Conference Finals. The Boston Celtics, where everybody has them winning in six games, which is a joke, against the Miami Heat, who I think has been the best team in the Eastern Conference all season long. And they've been fighting injury all season long. They have the sixth player of the year in Tyler, Tyler Hero all season long. And Jimmy Butler's finally getting healthy. Oladipo is finally getting healthy. And yes, the bigger team is probably, if the if the Celtics get Williams back, right. who knows, they're the bigger team. Looked like he was playing in game one, so that's a good sign for them. But to me, the best all-around team in this series is the Miami Heat. They're the better-run coach team. Okay, this is a coach that's won multiple NBA championships. Okay? He has won NBA championships. Yes, he coached LeBron and Chris Bosh and Chris Paul. That's great. He has won with every single team that he's he's coached for. His better coaching product has been without them. Yes. He's grown his scheme, his game. That's a big, scary thing. And when you look at this team as a whole, and you look at this roster of the Heat, and I, listen, I have a lot of respect, a lot of respect for the roster of the Boston Celtics. I like Tatum. I think he's fantastic. I am not, I repeat, I am not a big fan of Jalen Brown. But do I respect his game? Do I think he's a great two-way player? Do I think he's one of the top ten two-way players in the NBA? The answer is no. Yes. Marcus Smart, I didn't think he was the defensive player of the year. I'll be the first person to tell you I was wrong. He's He's been a fantastic perimeter defensor all season long. So you can't throw this team under the bus, even if some of the players that they added uh, at the trade deadline. But here's the Heat. The Heat has more depth. They have more guys that have won championships on this roster. Jimmy Butler, who's never won a championship, has been a successful NBA playoff player and one of the more underrated defenders in all of the NBA. Tyler Hero is one of the best young three-point shooters, six men in the NBA. 
Kyler, Kyle Lowry is one of the more underrated point guards all his years in the NBA. I remember when he jumped, what, two teams before he fell to Toronto, and, and I know the Knicks were interested in him. He went to Toronto and then helped them win a championship. was a main reason why they won a championship. Victor Oladipo is one of the more underrated offensive players in this league, and you can you can ask anybody that watched him play Indiana for Indiana Pacers. Uh, Earl hates Boston. Oh, of course you're gonna you're gonna open your mouth. I, Why don't you just shut up? Jeff? I, I think he had Miami over Milwaukee too, if I remember correctly. I know I definitely did. That was I, I, before Middleton got hurt. I had them in the Eastern Conference Finals against Milwaukee. Once Middleton was hurt, I picked the Celtics. But I, I had Middleton. Miami I had I, when when Middleton got hurt. I had the Celtics beating Milwaukee. Yeah, you did. Okay, so I don't hate Boston. Shut your mouth, you big fat bastard. Okay, I'm so sick and tired of you. You you piss me off. You got something to say? Call the show, you fat piece of crap. I'm so sick and tired of your big fat mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead, call the show. Call the show. Put him on. Put this ass on the phone. Put this ass on the phone. What are you gonna say, Jeff? What big no, fucking no, no, mouth? No, I just, what? Go ahead. No, so just speak. Make, Go ahead. Just say make, it. Say it. Spit it out. Are you done yelling? Spit it out. I just want to make. I just want think it's funny that everyone goes, "Oh, the Bucks didn't win because they didn't have Middleton." Yeah, Rob Williams didn't play in that series either, and he's a rim protector. Do injuries only work one way? Like, are we only like? Do we only count injuries on one side? Well, if the Bucks had Middleton, okay. What if the Celtics had Rob Williams in that series? No, I, I said what? Jeff. I said at the start of the playoffs. I didn't say when they got hurt. Right, but I'm just saying. Right, but I'm just saying because he's like, oh, once Middleton got hurt. Well, Rob Williams wasn't playing. So, do, like, do we only get to say, oh, if one team got back there, their guys from injury? Hey, Jeff, let me fine, ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Jeff. Rob Williams, who you think is the next thing since sliced bread, is he anywhere close to the player Middleton is? He's a terrific rim defender. Is he better than Middleton? No, he's not better than Middleton, but it would help guard Giannis. That's what you're missing, though. Better defense on Giannis. Maybe they wouldn't have to rotate so many guys to him. You're, like, you're pretending like the Celtics team isn't predicated on defense and they'd be able to play better defense if they had a big body presence that would be able to guard Antetokounmpo. And we're not that's even fact. And we're not even talking about Milwaukee. We're talking about Miami, which is a completely no, different that, that's, beast. No, that, no, you were just talking about Milwaukee at all. Which, once, once which I had, hurt, which I had that once Middleton got hurt and we knew that he wasn't playing in that series, I had the Celtics winning the series. Right, but, I actually had but, him in but, six. But why do people only count injuries on one side? You you act like if if right if Middleton was there and Rob Williams was still out, fine. But what if Rob Williams came back? The Celtics still would have beat the Bucks. The Celtics were the two seed. What seed were the Bucks? They were a three seed, but that's also so because the Celtics they were better. The Warriors beat the Grizzlies. They were three and versus two. Way, Dallas beat Phoenix. Even, they were four one. And, <laughs> and by and by the way, it wasn't even close in a game seven. The Celtics body bagged them. They were up like thirty five. No fight in the Bucks. None. Giannis choker. Horrible big game player. Go sit down, Giannis. I think the 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 NBA wanted the series to go seven games, and that's why they helped Milwaukee out. Oh, clearly, and I I've, said, okay. and I said that to you. I said that to you throughout the playoffs that Milwaukee should have lost in five. That's very clear that that was the case. How many clips did I post on social media about the referee, dude? I got a clip. Giannis took six steps. Nope, didn't call the travel. Gave him the layup. Giannis holding Jalen Brown down, and they call the foul on Jalen Brown. 
Of course they were helping Milwaukee. It was a joke, the referee in, in that series. But Boston overcame it. They're not the New York Rangers. They overcome bad refing. Again, I thought that I thought that Boston should have won in five games. I was saying that. I think the referees were keeping them in that series. And and but this is a different series. This is a completely different series. Ton of players that have been that have playoff experience that have won championships on this Miami Heat team. They have a tremendous good uh, good leadership. They have a great coach. I think this team has the depth to beat anybody. And I and I'm going to tell you this right now. Remember I said this. Whoever comes out of the East wins the whole thing. Could no good. I'm, I'm not. I'm Will. not putting anything past Luca because he's been terrific. Yeah. So I'm not putting anything past him. Uh, I, I, whoever wins in the Eastern Conference wins the whole thing. And yeah, I'll, I'll take that to the likely, big. Yeah, more than likely that's fine. But the two teams in the West are playing good. But still can't discount them, Boston Celtics. They're fighting tonight. They're down. I don't know, 15 or 16 right now. But again, without Smart and without Horford, tough to beat a team when you're missing two starters. That's that fine. That's because, fine. But that won't count because it's Boston players that that's are not, out. That's not. That's not right. That's count, not right. We only count other guys that are out, like Middleton. It only matters if Middleton is out or Lowry is out because that. That's what we you did. do not want to fall behind with this Miami Heat team. This is not Milwaukee. I mean, this is not. In, but the problem is, we've seen it in every series. Doesn't matter the teams. Doesn't matter the matchups. We've seen it in every series. One team wins big. The next, you know, then the, they come back the next night. The other team wins big. There's. There hasn't been many close games in the playoffs altogether. I think Any that series. I think with the depth that this Miami Heat team has and, and the shooting ability that they have, they have so many guys: Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo. All these guys can shoot threes. Oh, and by the way, PJ Tucker can too. I mean, can only have five guys on the floor at the same that's time. That's they're eight or nine deep, though. When, when which, you're eight or nine oh, deep, they're, they're the only team that was thought of team. like that was the Suns, and they had a dot. <laughs> No, they're a terrific team. They have a lot of depth. It will be a, a, certainly be an uphill climb for the Celtics without home court advantage and, and not having the depth with missing uh, a lot of players. Rob Williams is still hurt. Marcus Smart's out. Horford's out. We don't know when Horford's coming back because of the COVID protocol thing. So right. we don't know how that's going to be resolved. You know, and, and who knows? I'm not even sure if those guys got their waivers in. Uh, Carl says, didn't Giannis put up 50 in the finals clincher yes, last, last year? I don't know if it was 50, but he played very well. I, yeah, it was definitely 40-something. And Gian, Giannis, even in the game seven, he played 25 points, 20 rebounds, nine assists. I wouldn't say that's necessarily choking either. It's just Milwaukee had nothing else beyond that. He represented probably a quarter of their points in that game. The next, It was really a three-man crew. The Milwaukee's depth really did not show up in that game, and that's Celtics defense. That's all the credit well, to them. Well, but there, but there you go. So here's like the problem I have. Milwaukee not showing up because they didn't play well, or did the Celtics force them to not play well because their defense No, Celtics had a great game plan. They let Giannis do their thing or and then stopped him when they needed to type thing. And then Right, and this game is already over. The, net, the Heat are already up 20. So, I mean, it is what it is. In the fourth quarter, That's you're not going to come back, but – that's not no. true. I've seen the Celtics come back, and, and they could shoot threes, and Tatum could go on one of these binges where he could score 15 points in a row, which we've seen him do. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen against a team like the Net, uh, like Heat. Sorry. And, and, again, and again, I think, I think that this series is going to go six or seven games, but I still think with the depth that the Miami Heat has, I just think that they're too good, and I, I think they're very well coached, and especially, look, I mean, the Celtics were up seven to nothing. And you, you saw you you saw a little bit, you know, I know it was early in the game and stuff like that. You would think that the Celtics, were they smelled blood and they were going to try to pull away. And you saw this. This is not the Milwaukee Bucks. This is not 
the Brooklyn no, the Nets. Heat are a terrific team. The you Heat know? are a terrific team. And no, I think, no, and by the way, no the game in losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you know in the history of the NBA, the Celtics, this is now their third I know you told me Eastern this. Conference Final. You told it me is this. now, they have now been to exactly half of all the Eastern Conference Finals that have ever been played. Yeah, three in the last and, five and years. Nobody too. is taking a shot of their success. Well, it's amazing because they already lost in the first round to the Nets. Oh, so it's there you pretty, go. Pretty there you go. Bringing up the damn Nets because I picked the Nets to win the series. Because I'm just saying, I they lost picked in the, the Nets. first round, so it's, so it's a miracle they they got through not only just one round, but then a second round. You know, you'll never you'll never just leave me alone about that because I took the Nets winning because I'm going to bet on the two best players in the series. I thought that Kyrie Irving I mean, and Kevin they, Durant though, were Jaylen no, Brown not in that series, Tatum no. But on paper, yeah, Brown, Jason Tatum, yeah, they on, were the best. on paper, before that series started, I'm sorry. Most of the analysts, including me, thought that they had the two best players. I was obviously they didn't. They didn't play the, like the two best players. No, Jason Kevin Durant has worst and, playoff performance I've ever seen. And not and not for nothing. Can you can you even call that dude one of the best players, Kyrie Irving? He's literally a lunatic, and he's like he's now forcing <laughs> coaches to quit. He's now forcing coaches to quit. Players hate playing with him. At what point can we stop considering him one of the best players? At what point? Talent. Because he's just. Because right, but ta- right, but talent can only take you, you have, so far. I know what you're going to say. Right, just because you have talent doesn't mean that you, that you know. Just because he can do things, he's got talent doesn't mean he's doing it night in and night out on the floor. Because he's not, he's not. I think he's a, sp- a special player. I just think that nobody knows how to control him. He doesn't know how to control him. Yep. Only so, LeBron. That's really what LeBron was saying. the only right, but, one that really can control him. And it's right, funny, right? But this is right. But this is like this is this is just a math problem, right? If he walks into a room and he's got a problem with all 25 people, maybe the problem isn't the other 25 people. Maybe the problem is you. I think there's a you. I think he's bipolar. I think the guy's got a tremendous amount of problems. I think he. I, I think he has to switch personality too. I think there's just something about him that just makes you wonder. I mean, I saw him after this series when he lost against Boston. He was on a talk show, a podcast, and and some of the things that first of all, what he was wearing was ridiculous. He looked like a clown, and 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 and, and things that he was saying. This guy was obviously on Kyrie Irving's side because you see Kyrie just leaning up on a sofa, just chilling, and he's asking him stupid questions. And it just it, the guy just doesn't make any sense. I'll get the I, podcast. He doesn't make any sense. I, Honestly, I honestly w- want to make what I feel is a fair comparison because I think I think you're seeing it like a little slower, but still in real time. Kyrie Irving is Antonio Brown. Mm. Yeah, yes, I, I would say that he's, he's as talented as Antonio Brown. Yeah. Right, but right, but ta- no one gives a shit about their talent because they want a guy that can use their talent within a team setting, and I don't know, not be a lunatic. Uh, Nathan says it is. I am called called a I am athlete that's, podcast. That's that's probably what it is called. Uh, Snug says I love uh, Celtics. The tradition of greatness. Carl says uh, Jeff. Did you see Marcus Smart's outfit tonight? Smart. Yeah, he's wearing a twenty one hundred dollar Dior shirt. I'm gonna order one. <laughs> Smart has a hurt ankle and hasn't sat down yet. You're gonna spend twenty one hundreds on a t- twenty one hundred on a shirt. If it's good enough for the defensive player of the year, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Carl says, who dressed better, well, Kyrie way, or Clinton even, Portis when who, he was by in the Washington? Way, isn't, even a top t- isn't even a top 10 defender in the league. Oh, Amazing, huh? Amazing how goes. they got this far without one of the top 10 there defenders he goes. In the There he goes. Carl says, who dressed better, Kyrie or Clinton Portis when he was in Washington? Clinton Portis. I got Clinton Portis on that one. <laughs> and then uh, Nithin says, uh, yeah, that Kyrie was on. And speaking of Nithin, he's actually in our feed now. Go ahead, put him through. 
Yo, what up? What's up, Nathan? How are you? Has he recovered yet? Nathan, have you recovered? Wait, what? Jeff wants to know if you've recovered yet. What do you mean recovered? I mean, I'm guessing from game seven. That EJ Perry draft party must have been a banger. (laughs) Wait a second. We also work for Jersey Sporting News, who we've been busy covering games in person now. The men's lacrosse tournament going on. Don't don't bring up lacrosse because Jeff's going to tell you nobody cares about lacrosse. You're wasting your time. No one cares about lacrosse. I told you. No one cares about lacrosse. You're talking about a sport now that's below soccer, which can't (laughs) even get on TV. Soccer's a Ponzi scheme, and you're talking about lacrosse. I told you, you should bring up lacrosse. Nobody okay. over here, over here in New York, maybe in New Jersey, and New York has the best lacrosse players in the country, especially well, Long those, Island. How about those Rangers game seven? Well, we're not man. talking about the Rangers. We're talking basketball. We did an hour and a half on the Rangers and hockey. We're talking about the Celtics in I Miami. I thought we were moving on to the New England Cannons of the Major League Lacrosse <laughs> thing. <now. laughs> oh honestly, honestly, nobody here in New York, especially. Uh, the, the the listeners over here care about lacrosse, so don't bring up the lacrosse thing. I listen. I respect what you're doing. Congratulations! You guys, what you, you guys, guys are doing? The, I really, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Squash match today. Collegiate squash was terrific. Oh, you're an idiot. He's just being a smart ass. But I respect what no, you're doing. Terrific. I, I respect. Yeah. I respect yeah. what you're doing, Nathan. Uh, you and your guys. Uh, it's 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 incredible the work that you guys put in. Uh, you know, working for New Jersey News and everything like that. But uh, we're talking basketball. We're talking the NBA. And- can we uh, hold on? Can we take a time yeah, out for, so- for one second? Like, I, I really want to because this is just fun for me. Mm-hmm. What happened with EJ Perry? He's um he's with the Jaguars, right? I thought. Right. Actually, actually, when 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 Jeff actually no, reached he- out, Jeff Jeff actually reached out to me as soon as it it, it broke. That uh, he decided to not go to Philadelphia. Oh yeah, he, he, he's, he's with the Jaguars. He's, he's, he's with the Jaguars rookie minicamp right now. I Which think. was a big mistake for EJ Perry. I think he should have. I think no. I think I think I think he's not going to make the team at all. But I think um, I guess I guess he wants. I guess he can showcase his talent there. Why would you showcase your talent with arguably one of the best young quarterbacks in all of football when you had a better chance over there in Philadelphia with a quarterback you're not even sure? He didn't have a better chance in Philly. No, I'm just saying he, he probably would have had a better chance with Philadelphia than the Jaguars. No, he wouldn't have. Uh, watch him, watch him go to New England. I think he'll go to the CFL or something like that. He would have had a much better New England drafted a quarterback, though. Yeah, they did. His best shot was not with Philly. He's better off where he is in in Jacksonville. He's much better off. Why? Well, because Philly has quarterbacks, right? Like, say what you want, okay? Uh, Gardner Minshew is at least an established backup in the league. They have Hurts, who's their starter, an established backup. Mm -hmm. So, whatever. So, Trevor Lawrence is still going to be the starter in Jacksonville. There's no established backup in Jacksonville. It's it's Jake Luton and CJ uh, Beathard. Yeah, and right, we looked this up Beathard. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. He's got a much better chance in squeezing in that roster because he'd be fighting for one of two spots rather than fighting for one of one yeah. spot. Okay. Because yeah, but, um, Minshew's going to be I, there. I think that Newing, if if he gets released, I think the Patriots should take a look at him. I don't think the Patriots. Should Patriots look at are him. not going to look at him. No. The Patriots would have brought him in. It's absolutely absurd that the Patriots are going to look at him, right? They have an established backup in Brian Hoyer. Mac Jones is the guy. They have an established backup in Brian Hoyer, who they like, and they just drafted Bailey Zappi. So you want now you want EJ Perry. Are you going to name all 32 teams before you go? They should look at EJ Perry. No one drafted him because no one gives a shit. He's a chemistry fucking student. 
So just so you know, Nathan, you just picked his team. And that's, you do not want to tell him that EJ Perry is going to his team. And, and, and they just drafted a guy, right, to take Jarrett the Javelin Stidham's place because they already had an established, you know, Stidham could have been there too. And they're like, ah, oh, we'll save the money. They don't need EJ Perry. You, guys you can take EJ Perry and pound sand. No one wants him. You guys just released a quarterback, though, uh, from Miami. What's his name? Uh, King or whatever. You guys, uh, didn't you guys? Think about King? You're talking about De'Eric King? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they had De'Eric King, too, and they just cut him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even more of the reason for them not to not to be able to bring in EJ Perry, too. So they had to cut De'Eric King, who who could run a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be an NFL quarterback. Well, no, they were they were they told De'Eric King they were going to try him at like running back. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They yeah, weren't, they weren't right. going to use him as a quarterback, right? Because they don't want him as quarterback. Yeah, he's going to be used like a Denard Robinson, like when he came yeah. in as a from Michigan quarterback, then went to a running back. Actually, he had a right. couple pretty or, good or years. Right, or the kid Reynolds that was the Navy quarterback yes. that, that went to Baltimore. Right, right. Yeah, like, who was a good special teams guy. Him. Yeah, right. Right, that's what they were going to try to use him as, and they, mm. they don't need him. So, so we're going to name all thirty-two teams as like a potential landing spot now for <laughs> for EJ Perry. If EJ if EJ Perry doesn't make the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's not making any NFL team. Right. No, do you do you, under, do you understand that an NFL team ever, that thirty-two NFL teams passed on him? Seven times. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I honestly, he's right about that. No, I know. I, I don't think he. And I, if he does, and listen, maybe he's right. Maybe Jeff is right. Maybe he was a better choice. Now that you look at uh, uh, Minshew, actually, still, I, I didn't even know they re-signed him. I, I didn't know right, because but, I know he's a free you agent. Would, you, but you would agree, Minshew's an established. Minshew could start on other teams right now. He right. could. Right. So, right. so that's yep. two solid quarterbacks that that Philly has. That's two solid positions that they're going to have. Jacksonville only has one. Just Trevor Lawrence and the others are fluid. I, I did hear that before they they brought Matt Ryan in over there in Indianapolis. They were they were they were they were reaching out to Minshew's agent. Yeah, they were interested Frank, in yeah. They were interested in Minshew. That's why I I was unsure where Minshew was was. I didn't know he resigned with the Eagles. But that, do you that, know, that, do, yeah. do you know uh, who that agent wasn't interested in? EJ Perry. <laughs> uh, Nathan, by the way, Carl has a question for you. Do you know who Quiddy Pay is? Who? <laughs> oh, joining the oh, club with him and Bar- that, That's the defensive player, right? The, Pay? Yeah, okay. I know who Quiddy Pay is. Yeah. Running back, yeah. Bishop Hendrick in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and before you laugh, that's actually the truth. That's where he played. That's, that's where he played his football. He was a running is back at Bishop it, Hendrick in, in Warwick, Rhode Island. <laughs> Is that isn't that the guy that was that never panned out or something? No, he's book? a good player. No, he, he, he Carl asked it because he was a, a pass rusher. He, Michigan he was last last year in the for Michigan. He was drafted last yeah. year by the Indianapolis Colts in the first round, and okay. uh, Mark did not know who he was. Oh wow! Okay. And then Mark. Yeah. And he played well. He, he, he wasn't going to be like rookie of the year or anything like that, but he played well uh, analytically in he his time on the field. He very well in yeah. that defense. Yes, he does. He does. But, do, but do you know why Nithin doesn't know him? Because he didn't play in the Ivy League. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Really? Dude, the only reason why <laughs> big, I big Yale guy. The only, reason why, guy. the only reason why I want to see EJ says because I'm connected with his cousin Lisa. I love Yes, Paul. we're aware I of love facts. Paul. You're hilarious. <laughs> we're very aware how connected you are with his cousin. 
we're gonna we're gonna you don't no, 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 you're not connected with his cousin you want to sleep with his cousin that's that's the truth don't lie don't lie about that that's why you connected with her <laughs> every time Jeff Jeff every time I'm every time I'm working I work at a hospital during the day this guy texts me every day is there any hot ladies that you've seen today every day he tells me this every day he texts me have you seen any hot ladies here? yeah Nathan I have I mean it's, it's, what does that mean what does that do for me Nithin's going to go get his uh, nursing, ner- a nursing degree just That's to go what, work at that hospital. I think Nithin could. I mean, he's got a smart family. He can he could probably buy his degree. <laughs> we'll be hanging out this Saturday. should represent every Ivy League player negotiating contracts when they get drafted. Well, I already got them overpaid by the Jaguars with Ola Kuhn, so <laughs> that has added more to the list. Carl says, you know where to find hot ladies? Lacrosse 2X League. That's what he says. <laughs> That's why you go and do that. Now I know why you do lacrosse, women's lacrosse. It's the women. <laughs> it's for work, too. So media credentials. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, so that's your, that's, your, that's your your hidden agenda right there. Is It's for work, but really it's for your own needs, right? <laughs> Are any of those college lacrosse players getting drafted? <laughs> In the sixth, fifth round, yeah. Sixth or fifth round. Are, are any of them meeting with rumors of the Cowboys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember Sauce Gardner all the way to 25 for the Cowboys. That was brilliant. Well, you know what? You know what's so funny? Kevin Jackson, when we did the draft, he had Kevin Jackson falling to like 22 or 23. I was like, what? Yeah, he picked him to the Patriots. Uh, I was like, 22, hey, 23. In our, mock dra- at our Mac draft show the day before the draft, he must have forgot to, to put him somewhere. So somehow- no, 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 no. He, he, he really thought that Gardner was going to fall. He did. He said Okay. It. He actually had the sauce Gardner falling to number 21. Yeah, he did. He said it. Hey, I, actually, I, I made a mistake with a Yeah, quantum. you did. You did with a quantum. quantum. I wrote, that's what it was. I yeah. knew there was somebody that. I made a mistake okay. with a quantum. Okay. But he. You know, what the prob- you know what the problem is? As long it, it, Like what happens with those mocks, as soon as you draft someone somewhere, you're not missing on one pick. You're missing on two every time you miss one because that just means the player that you picked is going in a different spot and it just yeah. snowballs out sure. of control. You know? so, <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, no, no. Speaking of the Cowboys, I, I, I felt like uh, as a Cowboy fan, we had a great, pretty good draft. Um, I like. Now we're going off a of basketball ball. I guess we'll go to football and we'll finish up with basketball. Go ahead. They I had like, a I terrible like, draft, according to a certain Woodley no, 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 no. Listen, no, no, we got no, no. Listen, I love the, uh, I like the Tyler Smith pick. I, I like that, that too. I like Tyler Smith. I, no, listen, the reason, no terrible draft pick pulled by a no, Cowboys this guy, insider. This guy has high upside. He's learning from the best, one of the best offensive tackles, and Tyron Smith. So eventually, he's going to take over for him, and he retires eventually. So he gets to learn from him. Uh, I, obviously, he has time to develop, so he he's going to start right away. I, for him, at first being a first round pick, we need him to start right They're away. They're moving him right to guard, right next to Smith. Yes. Here's the problem. Yes. Here's a, here's the problem here. First of all, you you expect him to learn to play a tackle position when you're going to be playing guard for the next three years beside arguably one of the best tackles of this generation, okay? So already you're, you're, you're playing in a position that's completely offset from what you're going to play when this guy retires. If you're going to play three years at the guard position, you might as well keep him at the guard. 
Because you can't just move him into the tackle position and expect him to understand how to defend. It's a completely different position. Anybody would tell you that, Nathan. So uh, unless they're moving him next year to that tackle position after the first year, which what everything that I've read is they expect Smith to play another three years. So if that's the case, they're not – it would be a stupid move by the the Cowboys – Turn him into a, a top guard and keep him at the guard position where he becomes an elite guard like they've done with – what's his name again? Martin. Zach Martin, yeah. Martin, Zach Martin. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ma- Martin has been an elite guard in this league, one of the three or four best guards in the league. You make Tyler – then you have an interior as good as anybody in the league. You have Martin, and then you have Tyler Smith. And then you you start to build through the tackle position. It would be a stupid move to decide, hey, you know what? We're going to keep him right next to Smith for the next three years. And then when he retires, we're going to move him to that tackle position. It doesn't work that way. Football is not like that. You you yeah. you you consistency. And I don't think I don't think Tyler Smith will ever be a tackle. And there's another guy we drafted too in the uh, from North Dakota. Their this draft time. was horrible. Besides the Tyler Smith move, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, Ferguson was another great. I've been hearing Jake Ferguson has been showing out on camp. The tight end we got from. I also like the linebacker that got Clark from LSU. But yeah, beyond that, a, I'm with Errol. The rest of the draft was really no, no, bad. Demon, Demon Clark, if he's healthy. I like Demon Clark, but that, that, that's know, really though. it. We don't know. But, but you don't, don't know that it's really bad, though. The, the, these guys could all come out and be decent players. You don't yeah. know if it's good or bad. I just have a huge problem with anyone saying any draft was terrible. Now, listen, some draft picks – listen, Errol and I talked about this one because I'm not going to say the draft pick was bad. It didn't make sense to me. I don't know why they took Ruckert as a tight end after signing two tight ends. So that's right. mysterious to me. But I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, bad draft pick because they don't, they don't need tight end. They have tight end. You also bad bad drop. No, because he could still turn out to be pretty good. I think calling calling people bad is ridiculous. And if you want to fix the Cowboys' offensive line, it's a really simple fix. You take EJ Perry to the food court. (laughs) You fatten him up. You get him a few meals. All of a sudden, boom, three hundred pounds. He's left tackle. Oh my God. Hey Jeff, just just remember, uh, Tyler, Nathan might have mentioned that Tyron Smith is going to be the one mentoring Tyler Smith, but we all know he got that Tulsa that's, blood from Zayvon Collins. That was the funniest thing you said today. That's pretty funny. You crab rangoons, and we're on point. <laughs> well, I, I will say this: I, I I don't know where they were going in round three with Jalen Tolbert. I mean, I've been hey Jalen Tolbert. Hey, this guy is good, man. This guy, listen. Uh, the, this is the, the guy that the Cowboys wanted all along. Is that what? What is that? What Jerry says when he, he shows yeah, everybody in the press? <laughs> this is my draft board. This draft board. I mean, that was that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen an owner do. You know, first of all, you do not want to give any insight on how you draft players. Why the hell would you do that after the fact? I understand the press is attacking you. Why did you do this? Why did? You, and he, you saw his son. You saw Jerry's son well, say to him. Said, put it down. Put it down. Put, put it, it down. down. Put it down. And he, he, really, the story even gets even wor- worse than that. Because after the fact, after they were walking off stage, his one of his sons told him he was an idiot. <laughs> so, you know, it, you, you don't well, do that. I mean, the answer is simple to why he did that. And it's dementia. Well, here's the other thing, too. I mean, Jerry Jones's drafting patterns are pretty obvious. He'll draft a linebacker or an offensive lineman for the most part. Here, you have an off-field issue? Yeah, you could be our second-round pick. All right, here you go. Jalen Tabor, the wide receiver coach for Dallas, wanted Jalen Tolbert to come to Dallas, and they made it happen. This guy has a ton of speed. Uh, he can help out Dak Prescott. And, and, and when, when uh, 
he, you want me to read what? the inside? You want me to hear? You want me to read the inside take of this guy? You want me to? Yeah, but and the other another pick I like is Sam Williams, obviously. But the off in the issues. second round with the off field issues, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Jeff told yeah, you it was a rapist. A rapist. Uh, go yeah, ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Oh, they definitely took a rapist, Sam Williams. I know. Oh. Well, unbelievable. Like, th- th- their draft would have only been complete if they had taken Adam Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, how, about, how about Jake this Ferguson? Is, you like I, Jake I, Ferguson? It's baffling to me. Why did the Cowboys do this and take players with such crazy character issues? They only turn into the Josh Brents and the Greg Hardys. Why do they do this to themselves? I don't know. Jerry Jones don't care. Yeah, you could you could write that on all the draft boards. We take players with off-field issues. Uh, yeah, other no. thirty-one teams. Yeah, oh, yeah. we know. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think about Jake Ferguson? Pick wasn't he? Was he a second or third round? Sam Williams was a second-round pick. Right, he's a second-round pick. Here's the problem I have with it. Okay, just me. Maybe I'm wrong. You're in the second round. There's still a whole board of terrific players available. Why would you, on God's green earth, ever take the dude with sexual assault charges on him? Take another dude. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of good ones still there. It's the second round. They could have got eight. Hey, they could have got Jermaine Jones at 25 or 24. They should have. They should have. They could have gotten EJ Perry. <laughs> no, here, here's the Tolbert. This is what they the, the take on Tolbert. Tolbert was an under consideration. Was under consideration at number 56 pick when they took Sam Williams. They were going to draft him in the second round. So to get him at 88 is a bonus. With a trade of Amari Cooper and a loss of Cedric Wilson, the Cowboys needed a receiver, especially with Michael Gallup coming off a knee knee surgery. Tolbert had back-to-back years with 1,000-yard seasons with South South Alabama, including 1,474 yards, 82 catches, and eight touchdowns in 2021. While he is from a small school, he had 700-yard receiving games last season, including 143 yards against Tennessee. He is considered a polished route runner for a younger player, and he can go – up to and up to get the ball. The Cowboys have veered off their Power Five path with two non-Power Five school picks among their first three selections. So there you yep. go. Yes, Tyler Smith learning from the best of Zayvon Collins, Jeff. No, Jalen Tolbert. I told you, Jalen Tolbert is good, man. I I, I think he's he's gonna fit right in that right into the. The Cowboy system. I just want to bring up Jake Ferguson. My, uh, Mark says he could join us if you want to. You want to. All right. Sounds good. Well, Jake, we'll, we'll, we'll Ferguson, we'll be on. What are you guys' thoughts on Jake you gotta Ferguson? got to text him. The guy from Wisconsin, the tight end. Yeah, Jake Ferguson. That's right. Yeah, what do you guys think? No, I think it was it was a solid pick. I I, I don't know if I like love love him like you're raving out about to be like his next big thing type thing. Well, because they, he was going to do that about that anybody they drafted. He's like, a Cowboys it, fan. I don't think it was like bad value. Like I think the Giants reached on their tight end. Like I think that was too early. But I I think he's fine where they drafted him type thing. Mm-hmm. If 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 that's the case, I don't think I, I wouldn't expect him to be anything special like anything like that. Like he's a but solid player. Talking- but you're debating this with someone who lives in banana land. He had Sauce Gardner go to them in the first round. <laughs> okay. He had EJ Perry getting drafted. What are we doing? It's bananas. Hey, Carl yeah, says, no, no, no. Two guys you don't know Quiddy Payne is? I don't want him on. <laughs> Come I, on, man. I, I, listen, I... I Honestly, the Cowboys did not have a good draft, but we don't know if it's going to be good or bad. But on paper, what we've seen and what anybody, everybody's analyzing, 
this wasn't a good draft class for the Cowboys. Last year, it was actually a really good it draft good class. Last yes. year, C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Not even um, just C.D. No, no, no. no, no. C.D. Lamb was two years ago. Michael, I mean, Michael oh, yes, Parsons. Yes. Michael, Michael Parsons, Parsons yeah. who won defensive play, def- Rookie Defensive Player of the Year. He was up for Defensive Player of the Year. And really, throughout the, the, the draft, they had a lot of starters from that draft, that draft class that actually made the team. This mm-hmm. draft class, I just – they were really – they were reaching on a lot of these picks. They really were. I don't care what anybody says. And obviously, there's a lot of cowboy, cowboy analysts. Tyler that... Smith was not a reach. That was not. No, a reach. no, I, a I, no, no. I, I thought Tyler Smith was a great draft pick. I like Tyler Smith. I, I, I know one Cowboys insider that thinks it was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Uh, a woodland creature. <laughs> uh, Carl says. Jerry... Actually, Beave hated that pick. He did. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the one Cowboys insider who yeah. thought it was atrocious. Yeah, he hated that pick. <laughs> Carl says, Jerry but, Jones and the Beef think Zeke is better than Barry Sanders. <laughs> and next week, Nathan does a six-part expose on women's field hockey concussions. <laughs> Will they have to sign waivers? <laughs> what do you think, Nathan? Will they have to sign waivers? Oh, God. You guys are asses. No, Nithin will have to sign waivers to cover them. sports player that's ever had to sign a waiver, but okay. No, Nithin will have to sign waivers to cover them. <laughs> Hey, in my opinion, the Cowboys should have won Jermaine Johnson at 24. That could, that that would have been the beef. Just said stupid pick. Okay, he's posting it up right now. Well, that would have been that would have been a perfect pick. Jermaine Johnson at 24. They passed upon Jermaine. Johnson. You and Beef are perfect match because he said the but same thing. But, but hold but hold on. You're also this the same guy that just posted stupid pick. Is the same guy that thought CD Lamb was going to suck. So just consider the source, Beef. They do not need a linebacker. That's literally the one strength of your guys' defense. They ha- right. Well, he wants another one to sit on the bench Whoa. because Van Der Esch is going to start next to Parsons, and then they need a guy that can bring Mike McCarthy sodas. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know Jermaine Johnson's an edge rusher, Nathan. I, I, Beavis yeah. saying should have taken the linebacker, like a linebacker. Like Jermaine Park is a linebacker. He can when he comes back. Yeah, I know they drafted a bunch of linebackers the last few years. They don't yeah. like they even have depth. Like even Jabril Cox was solid when Van Der Esch was hurt last year. They just drafted Demon Clark, who I who I think can be a good player. Like they don't need they didn't need to draft one of the first round. That's uh, just Jerry Jones's strength sometimes. Now the Parsons would obviously worked out. He was fantastic in so many different roles last year, but still, like that's that's just a natural history. They don't need to draft another one. Meanwhile, you guys actually need. Interior defensive lineman, secondary help, an edge rusher like you guys actually wanted. Yeah. Uh, Beef says should have took the linebacker. Um, yes, they do. Johnson, the needed. Yes, they should have taken Jermaine Johnson. Absolutely. And I think uh, I think Mark is in now. Oh, we who, got Mark. Who isn't, who isn't a linebacker? Yes. <laughs> no, he's a pass rusher. Hey, defensive Mark. End. Mark, what's going what are you on? Guys doing? doing all right. How are you, Mark? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling all right. I had. Uh... I had like bronchitis, I had a combination hmm. of bronchitis and uh, COVID, right? Like pneumonia, like about two, two and a half, three weeks ago. And when uh, yeah. you were talking about having me and, and girl on, yeah, but um, how are you yeah. feeling? You look, dude, dude, you look dead, man. You really yeah, do. I'm, I'm a little tired. <laughs> are you sleeping? Like, are you sleeping? I've like 15 straight days since then. 15 straight days, you need to 15 straight days of sleep, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy you're here. You joined us. We're actually talking football. Uh, what well, were you? I'm go- well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna let you guys all right, Jeff. debate all of this. Part. Hey, before I go, Mark, go dogs. <laughs> yeah, hey, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, I, I, I got, got something I'd like, uh, like your opinion on. 
real quick. Jeff? All right. What's that? Um, I think uh, we should do a show in the next like couple weeks of, you know, they talk about the Brady six with the uh, with the draft draft picks that were taken ahead of him. He wants to know if you know about the Brady six with the draft picks taken ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, the what uh, ahead of Tom Brady? Yeah. The right? six draft picks taken ahead of Tom Brady, like the no, six quarterbacks. No, but, taken but ahead of what him? I'm saying is that they, they, everybody knows about the, the, the six guys taken ahead of Tom Brady. See, right, I, was, I think it we was should do Giovanni a show on Kamazi, um, Yeah, yeah. No, I understand, but that, that's not that's not what my point is. My point is, is we should do a show on the Brady seven, meaning that the seven times that the Jets beat Tom Brady. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I think that would be a great show. <laughs> we can go through each game of how they beat him. Uh, do we have to remember something times. like that? I mean, how many times does he beat us, our Jets? I mean, 20, An endless amount. 29, 30 times? times. I'll never forget those seven times that they beat him. Uh, I mean, the coin toss one was like, that was a weird one. But the, I mean, that's not even the worst, though. You know, you, do you know what his record was against the Bills? Like, if you think. If, if oh, you yeah, think no, it's, it's worse. Yeah, the, 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 yeah he destroyed I mean, the Bills he more. Like, he was yeah. like 51 and 3 against the Bills. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, I know they lost that one game with Ryan Fitzpatrick winning off like 2010 or something, but that was like the only time I even remember right. the past. All right, so Carl wants to know from both of you. First, Mark, then uh, Nathan. You can't say anything. Do you know who David Ajabo is? <laughs> no, I can't say what? that. Are you serious? How about, how about you, Nathan? You know who David Ajabo yes, is? Yes, the guy from Michigan who got drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to sit out the year but come back next year. I think the Ravens hit jackpot on this pick. We, we don't know that because you you tear your Achilles. You're, yeah. you're sometimes not the same player. Now, that obviously, uh, for football players, we've seen football players come back from an injury like this and have been Will successful. Will you have to sign a waiver? Oh, shut up, idiot. Um, but um, I think I think with basketball, we've seen this in basketball. It never a lot of these guys never come back. The Especially last, big men, yeah. yeah. The only person that really came back that actually played at the top of his game is Kevin Durant right. from a torn Achilles. So, uh, but usually it, it, you're not the same player when you come back because you're and especially you're driving and it was his drive leg where he drives. So he's going to have to learn yeah, how to drive. Move, yeah, his explosive yeah. off his other leg. Dude, yeah. his career was over before it even started. He went to Michigan. They're all bums. <laughs> They're all bums, dude. And it's, it's it's never ending. The group of just nobodies that go to that school. It's incredible. Mm. You have it's two incredible. defensive players from there, but okay. <laughs> right. Oh, great. They had two. Oh, they had all of two. Great. No, no, no. Georgia your team. Your team. Your your team. <laughs> the Patriots have two of them right now. <laughs> right. We got a couple guys from Michigan, but but one of them is just a fat pig that we put on the offensive line. And if it's one thing that you can be at Michigan, it's a fat pig. <laughs> Representative of the uh, the three offensive linemen in the or three running backs in the backfield eye formation specialty that Jim Harbaugh likes to do. Right, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. There, there's no athletic ability there anymore. Remember when Michigan used to get guys like uh, Desmond Howard and, and Charles Woodson and they'd be up the – that's 30 years ago at this point. Tyrone Wheatley. <laughs> Jamie Morris. Remember those running backs? <laughs> right. Unless you're in the SEC, you're a nobody anymore. You're a nobody. You're play- you might as well be playing Pop Warner football in the <laughs> snow. Unless you're Zayvon Collins. <laughs> Zayvon Collins, terrific player. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's the exception of the rule. 
or Tulsa's an SEC school that's because terrific. of David Collins, not because of Tyler Smith. Tulsa counts. It's Oklahoma. That's big time football. Michigan is not. <laughs> oh man! Who you does put... Michigan play? They put. We're judging these people why because they beat Rutgers. That's Rutgers. a good school. Maryland. Mar- oh, Maryland. Oh, yeah, there's tough. another good Maryland's one. Tough. They're yeah, see, Mark is totally on board with me. I know he's an Alabama guy, and I'm a bit of a Georgia person, so sometimes we butt heads a little bit. We're on the same boat on this one. SEC yeah. or die. <laughs> you guys are too much. Talking about the transfer portal, how it's gonna, that was going to make things a little more unfair. Alabama cleaned up in the transfer portal. They got, they got the wide receiver from Georgia. They got that offensive lineman from Vanderbilt. The rich are going to get richer. Texas A&M, they're basically paying guys. This is going to get really out of control. Oh, they're not altering that. Bryce Young, who just got <laughs> like a $4 million, $5 million contract mm-hmm. before, he, before he's playing in an NFL game, he's making yep. millions and millions of dollars. They're not gonna. They're not gonna take this away right now. These players, uh, des- I believe, for years deserve this money because they do. But it's too unbalanced. Quarterback making all that money, offensive linemen aren't making anything, and then Texas A&M offering guys ridiculous amounts to come there. You're gonna have guys in high school pretty soon forcing their senior year because they don't want to get. They're not going for their education, as you know. <laughs> Jerome Bettis is finally got. He's finally right. graduated from Notre Dame. Dame by the way, congratulations to Jerome Bettis. Yeah, uh, congrats. Uh, I don't know where you get your numbers at, by the way. Bryce Young's NIL deal is for $986,000 from a BMW. No, he made, no, no. With endorsements and everything, he's made four million. He's getting $4 million. He's not. I'm looking right at it. Well, what I read, um, what was it, a week, two weeks ago, that he is making the endorsements that he's getting going into his, what is this, his uh, junior season? This is his junior year. His junior year is up to $4 million. I'm talking about all the endorsements that he has signed. So, and that's what, and also we had hey, Kenya Henderson, hey, we brought yeah. up, we were talking about Bryce Young with her and, and, and talking about the endorsement, it's especially. It's 800K, the, I'm looking right at it, it's 800K. Oh, you're, you're looking at it now, but how do you know it's now, this, this happened a week, week and a half ago. You think it just popped up? Uh, that it, so I'm, I'm, look, so I'm man, looking at guess. it now, right, so looking at it, so it went down <laughs> in the last week? Whatever, Jeff. Jeff's a pain in my ass. He really. I'm is. not a pain in your ass. You throw. I'm te- no, you I'm telling you. What you're talking about I'm, what I have read going into Did his you junior. Also read that Cindy Sydney Crawford is the highest penguin. You're an, you you're, a, you're an idiot. Are you leaving, Jeff? Are you leaving? I, I am leaving. Are you leaving? I, I, yeah, Thank, you, Jeff. Thank 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 you. Thank you for calling. Yes. What a jerk, man. What a pain in the ass. I'll tell you. I one of the more knowledgeable people in certain aspects of sports, but one of the biggest dicks. I I, I swear, that guy is just a jackass. Okay, and if he thinks he's right, he'll look it up just to try to prove you wrong. And just because it says that doesn't mean it's true. Just like he tells you, just because it says the draft is it says it's not a good draft doesn't mean that it isn't. Okay, he is a pain in my ass. He's like a. You know what it is? He's a dirty, wet fart. That's what he is. <laughs> That's what he is. It's like you ever have a wedgie and you're trying to pull a fucking wedgie out of your ass? That's what. That's what he is. He's a he's a wedgie that's getting caught in your ass and you can't pull it out. Okay, that's what Jeff is. Carl says Mark doesn't get to jump on the name game. He can't name current players other than Bama players. Snug says, "Hmm, that sounds like Alabama math." 
Oh, I can't name players other than what? Because I don't know a random like third round pick out of Michigan. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I've forgotten more than most people know. Anyways, um, Mark, your thoughts on the NFL draft? Who do you think won? Uh, your winners and your losers. Well, uh, it's funny because they say the Jets won. And then you look at like pro football focus and where the Jets rank as far as overall strength of team. And they're like 31st. Uh, so I would say that when I mean, you look at their history, I don't know how many more drafts outside of like 2000 when they had four first round picks. The media thinks and agrees with. Giants did well. They made some good trades and they got some, some much needed players. Going into this season, favorites like Buffalo, Baltimore, Denver, getting Russell Wilson. It's hard to look at the draft and get excited. There's still a couple of years. I wouldn't say the two New York teams did really well. And that's is a step up because they've been, they've been so bad for so long. I will say this. You look at this year's draft, and you don't know who the winner and losers are. You really don't. You could just obviously just look at what what players, were, where they were drafted, and obviously the Jets trading up and getting Jermaine Johnson at 26 is a sensational move by them. We have to see what type of player Jermaine Johnson's going to be as uh-huh. an NFL player. Now, a lot of people think that he could be the best pass rusher. In three years, we could be talking about Jermaine Johnson as an elite pass rusher in this league. He has to put on some weight for a defensive end. You know, he's coming into the NFL. He's a, he's a tall, lengthy guy, but he's, he's undersized. He's about 15, 20 pounds undersized at the position that he plays. Uh, so was Carl Lawson. But look how big Carl Lawson got, in, uh, you know, when he went to Cincinnati. So, um We'll see now that he's working out with Carl Lawson. If he trains with Carl Lawson, maybe he becomes uh, the, 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 the athletic beast of a man that Carl Lawson is. Um, and hopefully Carl Lawson stays healthy this year. The Jets could be really, really scary. And then, um, obviously, the Jets signed today, Speedy. Larry Ogunjobi. Which, um, you know, the Bears had him signed. He failed... Uh, Obviously, uh, what was the physical? It? The physical. He fell out. A lot of Bear fans were upset about it. <laughs> and then he mm. went to he went to talk with the Jets, Quan Alexander and Ajobi, Ajin Joby, whatever his name is. Look at it eventually. Um, I don't know what that is. You pissing? Somebody pissing or something? Something with Mark's audio, I think. All right. Um, I I was very surprised that he decided to sign with the Jets. Now, what does this do for the Jets? Well. Um, they have Rankins yeah. under contract for another year. Rankins is gone next year. I, I, what did they sign, uh, um, Larry? Wait, you guys have Quan Alexander too? No, they're they're right. They're still in conversation with Quan. They oh, could bring Quan okay. in. They could still bring Quan in. Um, what was the what was I'm the contract? Now. But um, if if this is all falling together, you have look at your your starting front seven right now. You have uh, Johnson. And Lawson as your edge rushers. You have Quinton Williams, uh, uh, Ogunjobi, mm-hmm. and Rankins, and uh, what's his name again? Um, Solomon Thomas, too. So, no, Solomon Thomas will be a backup player. He's coming off the bench. Who's the guy that they just gave a cup? Uh, oh, John Franklin, Franklin Myers. John yeah. Franklin Myers. I mean, if you don't think that's a great front four, front five, uh, that's a sensational front four. It really is. And then uh, your linebacker... The, uh, we don't hear you. We don't hear you. Um, no, I, Mark. Mark, I just muted you temporarily because oh, gotcha. you were making me some background noise. Was, what were you saying, Mark? I said they still have the uh, the linebacker from Auburn that tore his Achilles last year. Yeah, Sherwood. Yeah, well, th- those guys are going to be the linebackers. No, and Not Sherwood. The guy that they signed in the offseason that was making, like, great strides at training camp and then he tore his Achilles, like, second day in the training camp. Um, 
Oh, yes. Uh, Davis? Yeah. Jared Davis? No, he's gone. I think he's no. Gone. No. The, the other big signing with Lawson last year, the other big defensive signing they had, and the guy was lights out early on training camp, and then he tore his Achilles. I don't remember who that was. He went to Auburn. Check that out, Speedy. I, I, I just can't remember his out. name. Yeah. Uh, CJ Mosley had a sensational year, and he's coming back, and he's going to be the leader on that defense. Um, they have Sherwood coming back. He's he's actually healthy now. I mean, the weakest part of this defense is their linebacking core. It really is. And um, they did add some linebackers to this core, uh, especially uh, in free agency. The question is, when you look at the Jets, even though the Jets on paper look good, they're still fairly young. They're the youngest team in football. So you're going into the season with the schedule that you have. It, it still worries me that the, look, look who you have to play in the first four games. You've got to play Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. I mean, that is not an easy schedule. It, it, it is not. And, and all four teams are in the same division. So that's the AFC North. And you, to me, you have to win at least – I would say if you want to be in the playoffs, you got to win two of those games. Mark, the only Auburn players listed on the Jets roster are Jamie and Sherwood, uh, Carl Lawson, and then C.J. Uzama. So I'm not sure. So was sure. it Lawson then? Lawson was it must have been Jamie others. and Sherwood who you were referring to then, because Law- Lawson, yeah, Lawson's a defensive end, not a linebacker. Did Sherwood tear his Achilles? Right, right, I don't was, think so. Like I don't remember running. that. I don't think it was Sherwood. Sherwood got no, you're hurt. Right. It was Carl Lawson. It was Lawson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Carl yeah. Lawson was sensational. Uh, he was the best player. On that defense, you know, when he went to Green Bay camp, when he hurt himself, the, the Packers were saying every single snap he was getting to the he was getting to Aaron Rodgers. Right. So if Lawson is healthy this year, watch out. You have you have Johnson on one side and you have him on the other. That could be a really scary tandem. And then potentially you have Kwan Alexander and you have the guy you just signed from the Bear uh, the Bears. That's 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 even better. That that that's like well, uh, if they get Quan Alexander and they're still talking to Quan, Quan has been to the camp twice. Yeah, um, he, he's not going to get a lot of money. He's going to get a one year deal because the Jets are you know right now the Jets have to get you know contract. And remember, they got to sign Quint Williams. Now. They're going to have to open up their pockets. Rico's good friends with Quan Alexander. Mm. No, Carl, he he didn't play for the Bears. He was the Bears are going to sign Ogan Joby, and he failed a physical. Um, the Jets, uh, I looked it up. They didn't give a contract yet. The, the the contract details haven't been released yet for Ogan Joby. But yeah, no, he would have been a free agent signing to replace Eddie Goldman, and the the Bears had to let him go because now he failed if his physical. if the Jets do lose. Uh, Quinton Williams in free agency next year. I mean, Ogan Joby's a good fill-in. Realistically, how many games do you think? I think in a good in a good season with a good season next year because I think the Jets are a year away. I think a good year. Uh, you see growth in um, Zach Wilson, obviously. Um, I think the Jets win eight games. When I looked at their schedule, I said they'll probably win between five and six. Brady yep. Quinn, he was a bust, okay? He was never a good backup quarterback. He was never a good starter in the NFL. He was lucky to be a decent quarterback in the NCAA with Notre Dame. He never won anything in Notre Dame either, all right? Does anybody so, besides 1988? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me say something. For him to come out and attack the Jets – and say that, the yeah, the roster got better. No question that they did. But on paper, it doesn't mean anything. And he says that I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets are 1-8 or 0-9 before the bye week. Oh, okay? Let, let, me, let, me have, let me tell you something. And he said, I'm, I wasn't impressed with Zach Wilson. That's what he said. And that he thinks Zach Wilson's a bust. And the Jets will be looking for a new quarterback next year in next year's draft class. 
I, I want to say this to Brady Quinn in, in the nicest kind of way. Why don't you take your money, whatever money you've made as an NFL player, find yourself another job? Because you, my friend, are a horrible analyst. You don't know what you're talking about. And nobody in their right mind would ever take advice from a backup quarterback that never made it past 21 games in the NFL. Okay? So please, don't speak. Don't speak about anybody else that you don't know. And I don't care if you play professional football. You are horrible. And nobody would take your... If Steve Young said it, Kurt Warner said it. I would understand. If Boomer Esiason said it, I would take his advice from it. I just think Boomer's a horrible predictor. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, he wasn't. He said Patrick Mahomes was going to be good before he was. And he was right. Like, well, uh, like I'm, just, I'm just saying. For this man to come out and attack the Jets and, and attack that like that, I, it's so funny. It's, it's, these guys, they just want to – dude, you played for Cleveland. You couldn't even start for the Cleveland Browns. You idiot. Hey, uh, oh, do you like Dan, Dan Orlovsky? I all right, Dan Olavsky played for the Lions. I remember yeah, the last time I remember the Owen sixteen Lions. Yes, <laughs> I, I remember Dan from a lion. Uh, and I, I was listen. I like he. I like him on ESPN. I think he's got a good personality. I think he knows. Um, I think he knows in certain ways how to read offenses and and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he got that. Um, there are some takes that I wonder why he even speaks because he has no idea what uh-huh. he's saying. But as a quarterback. I respect him. Was he was he was he better than Brady Quinn? I think anybody and their mother was better than Brady Quinn. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think Nithin or you could have been better quarterback than Brady Quinn. There you go, Nithin. EJ NFL Perry team. has a shot to be better than I Brady take, Quinn. I take EJ Perry over Brady. Wow. Quinn. Wow. <laughs> See, right. there you go. That'll be the most compliment EJ Perry will ever get. Oh my god. All right. So honestly, to sit here today and 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 really go back and forth on. On Brady Quinn and what he said. Brady Quinn was on my friend's podcast, Brian McFadden. Good, and you could tell you could tell Brian McFadden that though Brady Errol Marks told him he's an idiot. Brian McFadden was also mouth. a lot better at his position. Speaking of Brian, we had Brian McFadden on our show two years ago. Yeah, well, yeah. I'd rather have him than Brady Quinn. Okay, <laughs> hey Errol, everybody would. Errol, mm-hmm. Errol, are, are you rooting for the Rangers? No. Why no. not? There's not a team he despises more of New York than uh, Rangers. Than I mean, Rangers. Mark, you're, Mark, you're a Rangers fan? No, he's not. No, I'm an Islanders fan. But oh, come on, man. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. I'm a, I'm a Rangers Here's fan. the reason why I'm not rooting for the Rangers, because I can't stand the Ranger fans. I know, but but I live in Alabama, and I have to root for some in New York. And I always kind of root for the Rangers when you're in the playoffs, because, you know, they're New York. So when you move out of state, you kind of start to do that a little bit. Just like I, I root for the Yankees, even though I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not rooting, by for, the way, I'm not rooting for the Rangers. No. But by the way, until until the Met, like the Mets have gotten off to a good start, and those ninth inning comebacks were really like uh, unlike the Mets. But yes, that's until a good way to put beat, it. Until they beat Atlanta in September, there's really nothing to talk about. I, I'll say this: if, if if any of the Met fans have any thoughts that they're not going to make the playoffs, don't worry, you're making the playoffs. I think they win the division. Hands down, I, I think the division is horrible. I think it is, it, yeah. that is a horrible division. But the Marlins stink. The Marlins stink. Joe Girardi is like two games away from being fired. He stinks. Mm-hmm. By the way, Tyler Harrison, what do you think about Joe Girardi now, you idiot? All right. 
All right, I'm so terrible. It's such a terrible take. Oh, I'd rather Joe Girardi than Aaron Boone. Okay. Nobody Aaron, can manage the Phillies. <laughs> Aaron Boone, the same Aaron Boone that if he wins another 100-win season, he's the first play, He's the first manager in Major League history to have three 100-win seasons in his first five years. So. They might, they might, might, Good they, job, they, Tyler. You know what might. you're talking about. They, this, uh, is, is, for me, to be honest, this Yankee season, it has to be a World Series. If not, then it's a horrible season for me. To well, be I think, uh, I mean, if you look at the numbers. And yeah, I, at, the rate, at the rate they're going at right now, they're no, 27 here, and 9 here, right now here, currently. Here, here, and they're 20, 28 and 9. No, 27 and 9. 28. Um, no, 27. 27 and 9. They're 28, aren't they? They won 28. No, 27. 27, 8, 27 they and 9. They didn't win tonight? Yeah, they won tonight. Isn't that 28? No, 27 wins now. Yeah, who cares? Anyway, <laughs> all right, all right. Who cares? All right. All right. Here, here's, here's the numbers. Here's the numbers. The last three teams in their first 35 games that had the sa- uh, almost the same record as the Yankees, the 2018 Red Sox were 25 and nine. They yeah. won a World Series. Mm-hmm. 2016, the Cubs were 26 and eight. They won the World Series. In 2005, the White Sox were 25 and nine. They won the World Series. Every team that was in 35 games in a season that had a record almost. 20 games over 500 this early in the season mm-hmm. has won the World Series. So what does that tell you about the Yankees? That tells you that if you look at history, the Yankees are very much favorites of winning everything this year. Remember the Tigers? The Tigers in 84 are like 35 and 5. Mm-hmm. They won the World Series. Yes. It's likely the Yankees are going to win the the American League East and and mm-hmm. probably yep. going to have the best record in the American League. Will they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs? Okay, the fact is uh, when when you look at the Yankees' position, I still I, I, even though this rotation has been the best in baseball, they have been really in the first thirty five games. They've been Nestor. I mean uh, Nestor Nasty, whatever Na- Nasty Nestor has been sensational. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've always been great with names. Though. Yeah, Cortez Nestor Cortez who. Who's um who's been sensational this year? Hey, Garrett, Garrett Cole is back to being Garrett Cole. Yeah, well, everybody expected Garrett Cole to be Garrett Cole. I mean, the whole friggin' whatever. The, what do they call that? The, the spider attack. Spider attack. I, I listen. The guy. The guy has been successful in this league ever since he came out of college. The Yankees it drafted is. him. You know? I think I, I think they're gonna add another pitcher in the deadline. In my, they're they're gonna add more players to the in the deadline. Why to make it? Why would no, you? To, why would no, you add another? Why would you no, add another pitcher to this rotation yeah. right now? Uh, obviously, if someone gets injured, you need that. All right, that. but if that nobody gets injured, would you would you add another pitcher to this rotation? I would. Why? Just in case. Why? I, I would. It's, 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 you can't have enough more. You can have. You can never have. You do pitchers. know that they're getting what's his name again? By what's his name again? That was suspended for 70, 80 games because he. Herman. Herman's coming back. Herman will be back probably forty games into the season. Why would you go out and and and, and trade away pieces and, and young prospects for another pitcher? Your your rotation right now leads the American League in WHIP and ERA. Mm-hmm. Why yeah, would you do that? They have the same hitters that they've had in the last couple of years that are post. I'm not talking about the lineup. I'm talking about their pitching. Okay, well, yeah, the bullpen, the unless, they, unless they get hit in the clutch like they haven't the last couple of postseasons. Yeah, it's not going to matter. I think. I mean, 
I think I, can, I, can I hope they win. I, re- I really do hope they win. But I, I, I don't, unless they get some, some more, some better hitters. That, yes, that, I can see know. them adding another bat to the lineup. Though I could see the Yankees going after another bat. I, I could the see Mets, that. The Mets too. The Mets need another bat. They just can't, they can't score enough runs. Carl says, not true about hitters either, Mark. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Another moron. Well, hold on. Well, Fucking, well DJ. Yeah, how, how well is Stanton doing the playoffs? How well did Oh, DJ, uh, first of all, John Carlos Stanton the last two years for the Yankees has hit very well in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah? In the, in the postseason? Yes, yeah, another, yes. Another postseason, yes. great. These guys, every time in the postseason, guys like Hold Stanton, on, hold on. Mark, guys Mark, like Rizzo. I mean, Mar- guys, I'm not guys, talking about guys, Rizzo guys, and Gallo, the, any of those and guys Rizzo and, and uh, hold on, Mark. R- Rizzo was the, the reason why Rizzo. Rizzo was the reason why Cubs won the championship. <laughs> was it the reason why he was they, one of them? He was, he was, he was one of them. He was a, a, an okay player that year, but look how he's he's not a, a consistent postseason player that's going to get results. Because he's a high strikeout guy. John Carlos Stan the last do not do well in the postseason. John Carlos Stan the last it and last that's not two my y- opinion. That's a fact. John Carlos Stan the last two years with the New York Yankees in the playoffs has hit eight home runs. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. eight home runs in and how many series? Three, eight home runs. That's a lot. Uh, in the last three, in the last only two. He's only two three. series in a wild card. Two game, yeah. series in a wild card game. He's hit eight home runs and he has what eighteen RBIs. 18 I mean, RBIs. Uh, 18 RBIs. Uh, okay. He also had that one that should have been a home run that just at the top I, yeah. of the wall. The Honestly, <laughs> John Carlos Stanton has been a good playoff player for the Yankees. D, uh, DJ LeMayu, uh, except last year because he wasn't healthy, has been uh, his first year with the Yankees was a good playoff player for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, Glaber Torres, forget about it. I think his career, uh, you know, batting average in the playoffs is like 356. Yeah. He's a good playoff player. Um. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Judge, Judge. Aaron Judge is a good playoff player. Last year he wasn't, but Aaron Judge since he's been in the league, I think he has like what, fourteen home runs. Yeah, in the Carl says Rizzo has been beyond solid in playoffs for the Cubs. Even mm-hmm. so, I mean, right. Right. all right, guys, they're not going to win with those guys. Um, no, hey, I mean, it's, it's obviously you need the other players to step up. They need uh, better. They need better contact, but yeah, like I said, I think they can. I think they're going to add another bat to the lineup. Well, they, the they added a contact bat and uh, f- uh, finer. Kiner Falefa. Well, I mean, he's up up and down right now. He's a good, he's a, he's a contact hitting. I know, hitter. I know. He was going to say hot forever. <laughs> he's a contact hitter. He's not a power hitter. He's a contact hitter who can hit the ball all over the field. That's what they need. That's what he's saying. That's maybe what they need to give. Uh, maybe they need to give EJ Perry a chance to hit. Oh, okay. EJ <laughs> <laughs> Perry, give me a break. <laughs> Let's see if he can hit a football. Jeff, That's Jeff, a good idea. Jeff had something of getting him fat and turning him into off. Whoa! But speaking, if you want hitters, contact the Mariners. I think Mariners. Uh, whatever. I, I think the Mariners are struggling right now, right? Or, yeah, they're in a really bad slump. Yeah, so I think if you want hitters, go contact them. If they, to add another bat, they got some pretty good hitters you can get. Um, or the, it, it, it depends on if they're still contending, though, at the deadline because they had a hot start They're not to the trading year. anybody until the deadline. Yeah. Nobody's you gotta, trading anybody. Yeah, you, you got to see if it's a bad slump or who they really are because they had a really good start and then they're just slumping You know who's going to be available at the deadline? No matter Ooh. what happens, Correa. He will be available. Carlos Correa will be available because he can opt out of his contract oh, after this year. You don't year. need him. You don't need I'm him. Not talking about, I'm not talking about the Yankees. I'm talking about like let's say the Mets, okay? The Mets is sitting there and they they want to add another bat to that infield and they want to move him, let's say, to second base, okay? 
Uh, they want to move him to second base, Correa to second base, to add that bat in their lineup for the playoffs. You don't think the Mets would do it? They would do it. Mm-hmm. They would do it. And, and and remember, Correa has three years left on his contract. Would the Mets take on that three-year deal if he wants to opt back into yeah. it? Yeah, they would. Off, he would. Yeah. He's, 30, he's making $30 million a year. Well, 32, he's one of the highest, uh, hey, highest paid shortstops in the league. He's definitely going to opt out of this. He's going to opt out after Probably. the first year. Yeah. Probably, but Minnesota right now is a playoff team. They're going to make the playoffs. That division, so? dude, that division's horrible. And I don't know what's going on with the Chicago White Sox, but they have looked horrible. The Yankees crushed the White Sox. Everybody's crushed the White Sox. They have hor- they're horrible. Their pitching staff is horrible. I they they went from Rendon who uh, Rodon Rodon who was fantastic last year they lose him in free agency for what reason I don't know um, Johnny Cueto <laughs> I, I I mean that team was supposed to be the best team in that division one of the best teams in the American League yeah mm-hmm. they've been horrible Carl says the Angels could take on Correa also yeah that would yeah, surprise could. me yep. yeah the oh, Angels Angels, go- Angels are a playoff team this year too um, by the, way. the you know and, and, and as much as everybody thinks this is crazy. Even the Astros could take on Correa mm-hmm. if they really want to bring him back if they need him. Mm. I mean, they could do it. They're young shortstop sitting, though. Jeremy Pena's like, um, the Also, the Blue Jays. Yeah. Also, the Blue Jays has a very good oh, minor no, no, league no, no, team. No. I don't want to see that happen. No, no, no. No, no you no. don't, Nathan. No. no. And you no. want to know something? Uh, Tampa don't like to spend the money, but they might not have to because he's leaving. Oh. He's leaving at the end of the season. If Tampa needs another bat in that sure. lineup to put him there, they can. They can. They have a great farm system. Right. They can add Correa, you know, because it's only a half a season. What are they going to pay him? Right. Nothing. They could keep Lau on the outfield. Fifteen million. They lost Meadows anyway, so yeah, they could put him at second. I mean, I mean, they could do a lot. I mean, there are teams that'll be even the National League. Look at the National League. They might be looking for a bat, you know. So. um I, I think it's very interesting. Uh, Giants maybe not a team to sleep on either because they, they don't have a lot of bad contracts right now either. Well, if that's, they why, that's why I think Aaron Judge is, is but, almost who, a lock. Who said, who, said Rizzo, who said Rizzo was a good postseason hitter? That was Carl. Carl. All right, 207 postseason. Okay, how many home runs and how many RBIs? Seven home runs, 18 RBIs. I mean, that's pretty in good. 40 games. That's pretty 40 good. Games. That's pretty good. 18 RBIs in 40 games, it's not pretty good. <sighs> Well, first of all, strikeouts. what is his batting average in his career? 207. Well, what is his batting average? No, overall. His overall. overall batting average? Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty good regular season player. Well, what, what is his batting average in his career? 267. All right. He's, he's solid. I, I would say he's a solid player. That's what Carl said. Solid. Yeah. No, he, not he, in the postseason. No. No. Oh, oh, okay. High strikeout guys are guys that usually don't come through. Now, now Stanton's had a really good last couple postseasons. Yeah, was, he's been good. about that. But Judge has had a horrible last couple postseasons. What mm-hmm. is Judge's numbers? Joe is Judge is three for twenty one against the Rays. But what is his a career? What is his overall? Career? Overall, again, he has twenty two RBIs in thirty five postseason games, and he's like a two. Uh, I'd say like probably about two forty two thirty postseason hitter. That's not that bad for power. Not hitter? that bad, but it's he's not hitter. like what he is in the regular season. No, but I, I, again, 
Uh, this could be a different year because Alex Rodriguez wasn't a good postseason. Oh, he was horrible. Well, uh, yeah, Every until Yankee one fan year. hated him. Yeah. Yeah. 2009, he won I, them the World I, Series. But that's what I'm saying. Right. I, I, yeah. But he was the most hated man in New York before that. I, I mean, yeah, no, he was. The same with Barry Bonds. Bonds wasn't that great. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. There, there's a lot of players. Except for 2002. There's yeah. a lot of players that show up. You know, show up one of these years. And I listen. I think John Carlos Stanton has been a very good postseason hitter for the Yankees. And go look at Gleyber Torres's numbers in the playoffs. They're ridiculous. Right. They're ridiculous. So, Arrow, so you think Torres? Go look at Clay Torres's numbers. They're ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I didn't look at his numbers. They're um, ridiculous. Gallo, Gallo's another guy. Like, he, oh, he's guy. horrible. Well, he hasn't he hasn't played much. I believe. I believe. No, you saw not hard to predict. I believe the Yankees are going to trade Joey Gallo before the trade deadline. I, okay, I don't think they're going to move. Let me ask you this though: what? which hitter? All right, all all three of you guys. Which hitter do you think the Yankees will predict? What hitter will the Yankees try and get in the trade deadline? That's well, hard. I mean, remember a couple of years ago they got Edwin and Carcion before the yeah. deadline. Yep, that's hard. So they, um, they always make good good deals. They get yeah, they guys. Do. Brian Cashman is it's the best GM in baseball. I'll say it again because everybody hates him. But you want to know something? Brian Cashman, if he were to be let go by the Yankees right now, all thirty-one teams, the Mets, Steve Cohen would write him, a, give him yeah. an open check and say, "How much do you, you want? I agree with you. How much do you I want? You. I'll bring you on." Oh. He'll say bye bye. Lot of are pissed yeah. off at him, but I agree with you, Errol. He is the best He'll GM say in bye baseball. to Billy Epler. Uh, bye to uh, Billy. Uh, Billy Epler would be happy to have Brian Cashman as the oh, head absolutely. GM. Absolutely. How he's managed to stay alive. Why do you think? Why do you think Epler? Why do you think Epler is a GM right now? Man, because twenty years. Because years? of Brian Cashman. Brian, he worked under Brian Cashman for how many years? Cashman's been there, what, 25 years? 25 years. 25 years, 25 straight winning seasons. Unbelievable. I mean, the guy, the guy to me, I mean, you know how hard that was? I mean, Yankees GMs used to last like yeah. half a year before him. Like, I mean, Bob, the Bob, last Bob, couple of years Michael. of Joe Girardi, he had all, all plays. They still have winning seasons. They still had winning seasons. Yes, there's no reason for the 2015 Yankees to have ever made the playoffs. <laughs> Somehow they did. And they still well, had a winning when season. They lost to the, uh, Astros, Astros, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, that team had no business being there. The Orioles and Blue Jays were both loaded. And they stuck in yeah. over the Orioles that year. I tell you, I like the Blue Jays had a heck of a young team, and they, their pitching staff's not that bad either. So. No, they're 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 just their bullpen is questionable outside yeah. of their their top two guys, and yeah, right now Kevin, their hitters are Kevin banged Kevin, up right now. Yeah. Kevin Guzman, or what's his name? Gosman. Kevin Gosman. He's yeah. having a good year so far. I know. What the heck? I mean, he I came think over the Giants. He was an average pitcher. I will say. Th- I'm sorry to cut you off, Mark. Sorry, um, it's okay. I, I will say this: what the Yankees are going to do. Um, Chapman looks like he's falling apart. Uh, he's yeah, lost a he lot. Of, yeah, we have another run anyway in the postseason. He, he lost a lot of velocity. Uh, I think the Yankees, uh, at the if there's any move that they make at the trade deadline, is to find a closer, and I think that's mm. where I think the Yankees will go more than any. Josh Hader. I don't think with, the Brewers are going to trade Josh, Josh Hader. Hader. They're contending. No, yeah, Josh Hader is really good. Josh Josh Hader has not looked as good, uh, you know, this year as he has, you know, all the other years. Now he's played well, but really the best, uh, you know, the best closer right now in the National League is Diaz. He has been the best closer yeah, in the yeah, National sadly. League. Yeah, he's looked pretty good so far this year. I like Joe. I love they're not, trading, they're not trading him. No, but he's Mets, always had filthy stuff. I mean, the Mets are not trading him now. No. How does anybody hit him? The Mets are going to re-sign him. Yeah. I mean, they he's got stupid. nasty. He's got, like, the best stuff of anybody. I don't know how anybody hits well, him. Well, but I, I think they, they do. Like Mark said, the Yankees need another hitter, I think, in my opinion. Uh, but here, I, I, I got a trivia question for you guys, all right? Mm-hmm. Three guys have 
The only three guys in baseball history have more than one walk-off postseason home run. Who are they? What was the question again? I'm sorry. Only three guys in baseball history have more than one walk-off home run in postseason wow. history. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> only three but that plays in a league right now? No, no. In the history of baseball, mm-hmm. three guys mm-hmm. have hit more than one. Like a bunch of them have, have hit one. But there's three guys that have hit two. Um, one is what? One is still in, Aaron one Boone? Is still playing. Aaron Boone? No. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking a guess here. I'm just, um, wait, one is still playing? One is still playing. Bernie Williams? No. Well, Bernie Williams is one of them, but he's not playing anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bernie Williams oh. has two posts. He has two walk-off home runs in postseason. Um, uh, one he Der- hit off of Randy Der- Myers. Derek Jeter? Nope. Um, hmm. Yeah, one he hit off of Randy Myers, and the other one he hit off of uh, – shit, I don't remember. Bernie David Lee. Ortiz? Who? David Ortiz? David Ortiz is another Ken one. Ken Griffey? Ken Griffey? No. So you, you got two of the three, and the other one is still active. Still oh. Active. Uh, wow. So those, we didn't get the active one yet. <laughs> and, and, and there is only one pitcher that has allowed more than one walk-off from mine. Oh. And he did it in the same postseason. Kenley Jansen? No. The guy called Dan Maselli. Oh. Dan Maselli. Oh. Who's the one that's still off? playing? Who's the one that's still playing? Okay, hold on. Let me let me guess that one. Hold on. Before uh, I have a we- I have a weird hunch on that one. Is it it's like a oh. trick question. Is it Solaire? No. Okay, because no. I know Man. he hit a big one for the Cubs too. He know. just signed a big free agent contract with, oh. with the twins. Carlos Correa. Yep. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. I know he had the one against the Dodgers. I, I didn't know. Or yeah, I guess the Dodgers. Now, I, 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 now if you guys can get the other, other, uh, the two guys that necessarily allowed walk off from us. Carl says I'll, I'll Joe Carter. No, no, no. It was in two thousand four. Mm. <clears throat> in two thousand four, the other guys. I don't know. Yeah, remember he pitched for the Astros. So in two thousand four, he allowed the Brad two Lidge? Walk-off. Huh? Brad Lidge? No, no, no. Michelle is the pitcher. So oh, okay. Two, oh, like... the batters that he allowed the home runs. Oh, so it was the one of them was really should have been. Who suspended. did he play for? Who who, who did he? Maselli played for the Astros. So who did the he Cardinals, Cardinals beat them in the NLCS? Cardinals beat them in the NLCS so. and they beat the Braves. Was it Pool Halls that Carl says? They beat the the Braves in the NLDS. Was it Pool Halls? One of those guys? Nope. Oh, Jim Edmonds. One of, Edmonds was one. Okay. Beat him in game game six of mm. the NLCS and forced game seven. Mm. Scott Rowland. No, the other one was a brave. Oh, the brave. Okay, um, but he was a brave. But he he basically he made the World Series with the Cardinals and um, oh, oh, wow, that's interesting. So he was yeah. a, a brave that made the World Series. Was with he the an Cardinals. outfielder? No, I don't know. Who is it? For a call. Oh yeah. Oh wow! I wouldn't that's have right. get, I wouldn't have gotten. That's that. right. Yeah. No, you're. I, I think I heard that. Now that you said it, yeah. For Raphael for call. I would never remember that. You that's should make this a trivia question. That's crazy. No, Mark's Mark, brilliant. Mark's with that. brilliant yeah. with the trivia questions. He he knows the trivia questions. He's good at that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So um, before we go, the Matt Harvey story, which is. Um, <laughs> It's a, a by the way, wait, not before we get to that. I want to uh, mm-hmm. the Miami Heat won and Jimmy Butler scored 41 points, I, dude. I, I told you Miami wins this series in six. No, no, yeah, no guys, I gotta run. I got uh, another phone call, but Mark, hey, great talking to you. I'll, I'll, I'll call it again on Thursday. Next week, yeah. come, yeah. come Thursday, hey. too. Come on, Thursday. I'm, I'm coming yes. home the 14th to the 23rd of June. All right, man. Okay, nice. See you soon.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Get better, mm-hmm. brother. Yes, feel better, man. Thank you. Mark Everett Kelly, uh, before we go, I want to finish up with this uh, Matt Harvey thing. Before I say my piece, Nathan, what did you think about the Matt Harvey th- situation? Well, I don't really – I didn't really pay attention to that, so mm-hmm. I don't know. What, 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 was, what was the situation? All right, so Matt Harvey uh, obviously was uh, distribu- distributing uh, oxycodones to uh, – Tyler Skaggs. Tyler Skaggs was the uh, oh pitcher, starting pitcher for the Angels, uh, the young yeah. pitcher that was found dead in his hotel room. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was mixing drugs, uh, had a drug problem, obviously, overdose, and yeah. uh, overdosed. And he was also uh, – he had uh, depression problems as well. So um, Matt Harvey over the last, I would say um, – Dude, he, the last, he, uh, hold on, hold on. Matt Harvey, the last five years has, has been, it's been very rough for him. I mean, ever since the, the, the world series, uh, and the Mets losing in the world series, I think it was in 2015. Yeah. And he got, he got, he got the chance to pitch in the ninth inning and yeah. gave up a couple hits, got pulled. The Royals eventually came well, back. Well, he told one, Terry yeah. Collins, you just better stay, not stay in the game and he let but, him stay for a little while. Yes. Yeah. And it ruined it. I, I, even though the, the, the Mets were probably not going to win that series. If they won that right. game, who knows what could have happened? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, after the surgery, the rib, uh, ri- the taking out the ribs and, uh, all these crazy problems, the the dating with the supermodels. Yeah, the and, one that Edelman dated. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, – I just think yeah. uh, smoking cigarettes, being caught on video, smoking cigarettes outside a club when he had a game the next day at 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean and, – and, and not taking that $100 million contract from the Mets because he thought he was going to make more money. And then obviously having that injury where he's probably never going to make that money back. Oh, no. Um, I really feel bad for Matt Harvey. I, I mean, at one point, he was the best pitcher in baseball. I know. And he, he, he. Um, this story coming out, and I, being that he's going to probably be – he's going to be suspended for 60 games. If I was an MLB team, I probably wouldn't give him a contract. No, I mean, no, no. Um, this is a man that uh, has not – I mean, he's been a backup – pitcher ever since he uh he went to the angels and then went to baltimore uh he's he just hasn't been the same he doesn't have the same velocity um he doesn't have that same you know determination and 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 fasana that he had when he was with the new york mets Uh, it's probably the quickest turn when it comes to dominant pitching we've ever seen in baseball history Mm -hmm. i mean honestly how many pitches could you say that was at one point uh, the some people say the best best all star game appearance? I, I mean, he struck out six pitcher right. six at batters in, in the first and second inning, and he was looked at it. Some people say was the most dominant force. They were calling him the Dark Knight, a right. superhero. You know, you know, I just realized um, if the. If the Mets, if if Syndergaard was healthy, if if uh, Matt Harvey was healthy, you could have had Degrom, Matt Harvey, uh, and Syndergaard all in the same rotation. They were hyping um, that up for years, Nathan, and they just know, don't know how to manage injuries. I don't know if 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 uh, if Matt Harvey had his head on straight, he he would have still been here. 
And he could have had, and then obviously I don't know if we sure. I don't know. They, he wouldn't. Was, he wouldn't still be here because he wouldn't. He couldn't handle the New York media. He couldn't. He didn't want to be here. He wanted to always be a Yankee. Grew up a Yankee fan. You, if you, mm-hmm. you know anything about Matt Harvey? He came from Connecticut. Yeah, he's a Yankee fan. He, yep. can, he came up in Connecticut. He wanted to always be a Yankee, and he thought that that if he if he fought his way through free agency, the Yankees were going to sign him and give him that big three two hundred million dollar contract. Weren't the Yankees could've... rumored to trade for him like yes. three years ago yes. too yes. from Cincinnati? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, the fact is, is it's the probably the biggest turn of events mm-hmm. when it comes to a superstar pitcher we've ever seen. Um, it's sad. It really is. Um, uh, this man has had problems with drug. I, I mean, if you, if you look at the story, I mean, you know, I, I, if I was Matt Harvey right now and he lost Tyler Skaggs was his friend, right? Uh, Tyler Skaggs is dead now. And he was one of the main reasons why he's gone. Um, to have only 60 day, 60 games without pay from the major leagues, the guy should be thrown in jail, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Right. Uh, he he shouldn't even be playing professional baseball, and the fact that you know he's he obviously took a lead, and he was the 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 face of that uh, obviously that court case, one of the faces of the court case to throw what's his name again into jail, Eric Kay, yeah, Eric Kay, who was behind everything. Um, it, it's it's sad. It, it's I, I feel bad. You know, the I, I just feel like he he's always been pressured. To, to try to be something that he wasn't and that he always wanted to be the Derek Jeter of New York, the next Derek Jeter. He just, he, he just wasn't. And unfortunately he's, he's, he's paid the price. He's never, he's never going to be the player that everybody thought he was going to be. And he was the next Max Scherzer. He was the, he was supposed to be Jacob DeGrom. Okay. Right. That's, who he was supposed to be. When everybody was saying who's the best pitcher the Mets have, it was Matt Harvey, Jacob DeGrom, and then um, what's his name again from who went to Philadelphia? Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler. And then Steven Matz. Okay. Um, that rotation could have been something special. And now uh, you're talking about a rotation that, you know, you have Max Scherzer and Bassett, and it could have Jacob DeGrom in very soon. It's still a rotation that's there's no guarantees to the rotation because Jacob Degrom hasn't stayed healthy in three years, so um, it's sad. I, 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 there's nothing more to say about right. this. It's just a sad story. I feel bad, and hopefully, I can only hope that uh, Matt Harvey changes his life and gets his yeah. life back in order yeah. because. Uh, even just as a good Samaritan, he might never play baseball again. Maybe he won't. Maybe he, maybe somebody gives him a chance to be a bullpen arm. I don't know, but it, it's just it, it's a crazy story. And dude, they they did a thirty for thirty Dark Knight story about this guy that he was going to be uh, he was a superhero, right? Okay, and now the guy's probably never going to play another professional baseball game, and he's on what twenty eight years old, mm-hmm. twenty nine years old. Yep. I, I mean, it's I, – I don't know what more to say about it. It's so sad. It really is. Carl says drugs crush gut yep. lives, guys. Absolutely. Guys lives, simple, yeah. Yeah, and again, you're talking about one of the biggest fall from graces for anybody in any industry really yeah. ever that you're looking at. This guy was one of the most popular players in baseball, fan favorite for mm-hmm. all Mets fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had shirts. They had bobbleheads. They had all these Dark Knight memorabilia for mm-hmm. him. 
he was a great pitcher, had those injuries, had those other off-field issues, and never was the same. But this is the this is the lowest of the low. You're giving a guy, administering a guy oxycontin, which is a banned substance from baseball, other banned substances mixed in. You're supposed to be your player. You're supposed to be supporting other players. This sh- this Eric K. This shady coach is. These guys, I somehow knew about it, and you're trying to I, not necessarily be a accomplice to him, but like also give him drugs at the same time. I mean, that's that's a whole new low. I agree with you. I if he plays baseball again, I mean, that, whoever signs him, that's a disgrace. I don't yeah. think I don't think he's ever going to play baseball again. Just as much as I don't think what's his name again is ever going to play again. Bauer, yeah, yeah Bauer is yeah. never going to play again either. Like Arrow said, I think he needs to be in jail. In my opinion, I agree. I. I I think Matt Harvey's very lucky he's not going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as far as Kay is concerned, he'll be going for a very long time. Um, Who? I, I, oh, Eric Kay. Eric, Eric Kay was the coach that was involved in that in the, the trainer. initial. Or trainer. Trainer, was whatever the heck in, he yeah. was. He, yeah. there was. he was the big one involved in the drugs that were he was giving to Skaggs at that the time. The deal was that he, he st- you know, he's one of the witnesses – to go against Eric Kay, and in return, he doesn't go. He doesn't see jail time because there right. was stories coming out that he might see one to two years. Right. He's not going to see any jail time. He's going to be suspended for sixty games for the major leagues without pay, and he's probably never going to play a baseball game again. Uh, it, it's a sad story. It really is. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it, it's happened this way, and uh, unfortunately, in in the position that the way baseball is, baseball has to move forward and 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 try to change the objective of where this this game is going. Not only with steroids and drugs. But, you know, trying to protect the players and trying to protect the, the brand. And, and the brand is, you know, it's 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 just shady right now. Right. For what's going and on. And this yeah. article says that uh, they found, al- it, along with alcohol, also fentanyl and Oxycontin in the system. Now, Eric Kay was charged initially with finding, with with supplying the fentanyl. But the Oxycontin was many different sources, which included Matt Harvey. And fentanyl kills you. I mean, uh, why are you supplying fentanyl? <laughs> I mean, just a little bit can kill you. Yeah. Uh, it just, um, I, I don't know. It, it's a sad story, and I, I, I feel bad. I, I feel bad for Matt Harvey, not because of what he did, but just how everything is just falling apart from him. And it wasn't his fault. You know, mm-hmm. it's just bad luck. And really putting himself in a bad position with the people that he has been around. So um, he's always done that. Not only, you know, in here in New York with partying, you know, a time that he shouldn't been. He should right. have been more, uh, you know, concentrating on his his goal and his career and his money that he's making. He really just cared about sleeping with supermodels and whatever he was doing. So, unfortunately, uh, he really put himself under the rock instead of over it. So, um, it is a sad story. And if you're a baseball fan and and you wonder why what could happen if you're a young baseball kid player. And, and you want to do you want to learn from something you learn from this story because this story yeah. um, it's a sad story it, it really is and I feel bad you know for both parties it's the skag family I mean the Harvey family and and professional you know baseball for what it is and what it's turned out to be so um Niffing, before we let you go you have anything to say to before we let you go um this uh <coughs> what about that story or something? anything 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 well I was just want to say thank you again for having me on again. And you can I come on on while. Thursday if you want. Yeah. Okay. You can come and on uh, do you guys have a guest coming up 
On Thursday? We have two. We have we have one potentially two. Uh, joining us at nine forty five, returning to the show, a fabulous beard and a fabulous Jets guy, Chris Nimbley, will be coming back on the oh, show good. from Jets Insider. And then potentially coming on if he's not in team meetings for the third time is Oregon safety Marco Vidakovic. Oh good. Oh, wow. Marco's coming on? Good. Yep. And uh, he's a giant fan. So. He's a giant fan, yes, he'll be coming for the third time. Yes, we'll oh, definitely talk to the Giants. And this is now I'll follow the great quote he had against uh, but they at Oregon beat Ohio State. Oh, uh, your boys better come to Oregon or all those Ohio State fans that were absolutely stunned. All the players absolutely yeah. stunned. That was him that made that quote right after Oregon upset well, Ohio State in week two last year in college football. He'll be an NFL player. We'll see yeah. where he goes, but he'll be an NFL player eventually. So. Yeah, and uh, everyone go check out our show, the NR Hour Sports Show. Um, obviously, we haven't been posting content lately, content lately about that because we've been covering games in person now. Mm-hmm. Busy with that and uh, – We'll, we're still working on getting guests on, hopefully this week, if not the next week. We're still trying to get Drell Worthy on the show, but he's been busy with his uh, football camp right now. So uh, let's see when he comes on. And then Gerald Worthy on, was great on yes, the show. Was. Yeah, we're working on getting Sean King on the show, the former Buccaneers quarterback. Um, and we're also trying to get um, – we're t- working on getting Alan Houston on the show too. Oh, good. So, good yeah, good yeah, for you. So good for you. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, thank you. Niffin uh, from the NR Hour, good guy. Um, you know, <laughs> Cowboys fan, scary. No, he's a Ranger fan. That makes up for it. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, to the Ranger fans, kiss my ass. Um, but we'll see you Thursday and Saturday, too. Oh, how wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> um, for all the Ranger fans, they can kiss my ass. So take that to the bank. Um, hopefully they lose in six games. Um, <laughs> Hopefully I'm wrong and they actually win, but um, I have the same pick. It looks like the St. Louis and Colorado game is going to overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back Thursday, as you all know. Um, thank you to all the fans. Thank you, Jeff, for pissing me off. <laughs> I want to rip your damn fat head off your body. Um, His Bruins are eliminated, though. Yeah. Mm. Shut up, Carl. Waivers needed for Thursday's show. Shut up. What is up with him? I say you need waivers and everybody's making jokes about it. Yeah. If Nithin just needs waivers to cover women's lacrosse. You know, I, I, you might need waivers and Nithin might need waivers. You know what Jeff needs? Wafers. <laughs> Take that, Jeff. Anyways, uh, that's it. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Good night. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.